Whether you're coming from a boat or a stand, welcome back to the lodge with your hosts, Matthew Dredska. Wait, no, 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 that's not what I meant. No, no, come on, no. Dang. Patrick Mudge. I really don't know what to say that's funny because I'm not a very funny person. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) And Nick Condor. There's a difference between picking and itching. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me they're gone. I won't have nothing left. Don't tell me you're strong. Back to the Lodge is brought to you by Icy Tech. USA. 6.04 p.m. from West Tennessee. I'm Patrick. I'm Matt. I'm Nick. I don't think your microphone worked. Hey, hang on. You still sound a million miles away. <laughs> I know. Whenever you come in with the, I'm Patrick, it just forces it forces me into like the, your big boy I'm Matt. Like I, I feel like I'm supposed to copy you. We're going to get Nick in here. Here I am. There you are. All right. Guess you got some work to do on the first break, huh? Yep. <laughs> What's going on? It was just working during mic check. It works on this one, but it's not coming through on live ear. I don't know. Hmm. Nick's fault. It is my fault. Oh, we're going back to episode two. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. But in any case, a um, lot of stuff going on. A lot of news in, in the works right now. Uh, obviously, everybody's sitting home waiting for election results, which probably won't be out today so from what i was hearing i don't know that we're gonna truthfully know pennsylvania for another two days probably from what i put the hold on so look it's wednesday night sit back relax if you're listening to us on fm at 100.9 the farm true country you can continue to uh just distract yourself for the next few hours and grab a cold one kick back and relax enjoy time with us look things happen folks and even in our little world, we just announced last week we were selected to do the media coverage for SHOT Show 2020 in Las Vegas, and literally the day after the show, we got the email that it was canceled. Boo. How's this? You sound good. Yeah. There you are. I think you sound like you got a deeper voice now, too. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, in any case, so yeah, SHOT Show 2021 is canceled, but we're probably still gonna go i don't know we're figuring that out but we do have some other places we're gonna be heading nick doesn't know yet i don't know <laughs> what do you got in store well we're gonna be heading up to cincinnati area look at the look on his face he's like damn that's cold up there <laughs> <laughs> but no we're gonna be heading north and uh, we're gonna be meeting with the navy seal fund is that is that something i'm going with or i mean can you ride in a truck Hmm. Does a Nick? Are you part of the show? Does a bear crap in the woods? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've always seen it after the fact. But anyways, <laughs> we're gonna head up. Um, we'll be covering live with Drago. Yeah. 
from Cincinnati. They're working on something that we're also working on from IC Tech USA, um, as there's yet again another Navy SEAL being ousted from his command um, after being found innocent in his court martial. So, you know, if it wasn't disturbing enough to know we've got more operators getting kicked out of the military um, on no charges whatsoever, this is another prime example. So, he had his hearing, his court martial. He was accused of catfishing. Of all things. Of all the things what? in the world. Catfishing. You know, they, they confiscated his phones, computers. <laughs> Hold on. Let, let, let's be clear real quick because people know this as an outdoor show. Yeah. So when they hear catfishing, MTV. they're like, well, what's illegal about catfishing? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So catfishing means basically kind of spoofing somebody, presenting to be somebody you're not, in order to get their either money or romantic interests or I mean there was a fairly popular MTV I think it was an MTV show called Yeah it's still on is it? Yeah. Well hmm. So I mean okay so look all things equal they we have some of the best IT forensic people in the world in the Navy. They've taken his phones, his computers, everything. They found absolutely zero evidence, stated that in the court martial, was found not guilty, recommended for retirement, and got a less than honorable discharge with a felony. Like th- this, this is exactly in line with 2020. It's exactly right. That's and what I, and I can't yep. even go on to say how irritated I am that these commands have been allowed to happen this way. Um, and, and this, you know, like like it, love it, or hate it. This isn't a um, a one sided statement. This is just a fact statement. Yeah. There's a female commander involved at Devgrew, which is SEAL Team Six, uh, that pushed this down. Now, how that person who is never an operator, has any say commander control over an enlisted person in that command, in their well-being, is beyond me. I, I just, look, I, I get it came down from the top, but end of the day, we are going to work together with the Navy SEAL Fund, as well as some other veteran-owned companies, such as Veterans Q Barbecue, um, and hopefully tomorrow we'll be announcing another one that has jumped on board. And you'll be able to buy raffle tickets for one heck of a giveaway. You're not going to want to miss. Um, there's there's thousands of dollars worth of coolers, barbecue sauce. Uh, we're waiting on the legalities of another company, like what they can donate, because they're more in the liquor space. Mm-hmm. So we, we're waiting for legal to get back on that. But you're going to be able to win one heck of a party package um, and celebrate your freedoms, because this guy fought for it 16 years in the Navy. Um, he's been on Team 6 since 20, I want to say 2012. So Wow. Last eight years. I mean, look, this this is what we've come to. You know, these these situations are sad, and people reach out and they try to help, and that's all well and good. But if you don't do anything to stop the direction it's going in, it's never going to change. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would argue that with other areas in life too. But so that's what I'm. I mean, I'm getting irritated. <laughs> it's got my blood boiling. Matt, you got anything you want to add on this? Because I'm. Turn the AC on. I mean, we can always spin it to what we're doing tomorrow. But I guess to caveat the end, not caveat. Spin it to what we're doing tomorrow? Well, that's more of a more uplifting. Okay, why don't you go into that? (laughs) (laughs) So tomorrow we hit the road, me and Patrick, and maybe Nick on a stick. And where is Nick on a stick? You had him. He was in your truck. You cleaned it out yet? No. Then it's still in your truck. <laughs> I haven't seen my back seat in, I, know. I don't know, two months. I know. I, I just pulled a deer head out of the back of there <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I 
<laughs> a mounted deer head. Yeah, it was not, not like wow. rotting. <laughs> That'd be way weirder. Um, but anyways, we hit the road bright and early in the morning uh, to mm-hmm. head down by the old Swamp Man, Bruce. Yep, Bruce Mitchell from Swamp People will be heading down there. We're going to go spend some time with him. Oh, maybe, Gator Man. Maybe do a little live on Back to the Lodge. Okay. So if you're tuning in or following us or click follow on Facebook at Back to the Lodge, might get a little behind the scenes action down in Ponchatoula. No, Ponchatrain. Yeah. Ponchatula. Ponchatrain. We're going to Ponchatrain, Louisiana. Ponchatula's another town. I thought that's where he was. No. So, you, so you're going down there to punch a train. Correct. Which is a big lake. Not punch a train. <laughs> punch a train. <laughs> Man, your no, your jokes are bad. He's, I, the, he's just, the like young. The, just like that episode of Family Guy where Chris tries to do the the take back or the back set back clip what do they call that the flashbacks yeah, yeah and he goes look it reminded me of that time when i was having lunch at my friend's house and he's in there hey chris would you like seconds and he goes yes please and that's the that's it and they're like you suck at this <laughs> that was your joke <laughs> nick's, hey, nick's the youngest look. one here but he's got the most dad jokes i was just <laughs> yes, about to say does. it man i've got tons of dad jokes <laughs> what's, your, just... what's your dad joke lately <sighs> you know that was actually about it well, here, I'll tell you a friend of mine's, Alan's. Okay. And he got me on this. I was so irritated, I laughed. Knock, knock. <laughs> Who's there? Tank. Tank who? You're welcome. You don't get it? Why are you... What's taking you so long? <laughs> I think I just broke him. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. What, Nick? <laughs> you look lost. Dude, I'm so trying to get that. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and I said you're welcome. I see it. Okay. Oh, my God. Alan, I hope you're listening. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. See, look, you know, hanging around you guys all the time. and uh, You should tell them about the crows in Vegas since we're not going I, to SHOT Show. I wish I knew. I wish I could put it all together. Like I, You didn't hear about the crows in Vegas? From my buddy Redbeard. Is it like overrun or something? No, no, that bunch of them died. Oh. Well, they find them on the road, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, well, like, the road in the side All of the over road. the road, but there was something weird about them. Yeah, so this was kind of funny because it was like the day they canceled SHOT Show, and this was mm-hmm. the eerie thing when we were sitting, um, having dinner the other day, and this guy was telling me about these birds. I'm like, well, which I didn't understand, blackbird, crow, and it's different depending on where you're at. Yeah. I guess there is a little bit of a difference in the genes. I, I, don't, I don't know. But anyways, he was explaining it to me. He's like, well, be glad you're not going to Vegas because there's a bunch of birds just randomly dying. And being an outdoor enthusiast, I'm like, well, what's going on? And he says, well, they uh, they found these birds dead along the road, like literally on the side of the road, on the road, mm-hmm. thousands of them. And long story short, the city of Las Vegas was trying to figure out what was causing it. And they, they had no idea. So they brought in it was like Phoenix Air, Phoenix or one of those yeah, one of the medically science yeah. outdoor universities. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, they came out and they they assessed the birds, um, removed some of the feathers and layers of the bird, and they were able to find uh, paint chips, mm-hmm. like almost like as if it was sprayed in the air, but paint chips from like commercial trucks that they use like the white that's on like the a primer almost like yeah a, so is it like lead poisoning or well like that? well that's what they were getting at so they were trying to figure out where the paint came from and it turns out the birds look they were impacted so they were hit oh by commercial trucks going through las okay. vegas and they were trying to figure out well how did this happen like how does how do you get that many birds right. to, to just die well you know in, in crows you have a sentinel and the sentinel is the one that's 
kind of stands watch. Do you know about this, Nick? Okay. The, the Sentinel will fly out in front of the murder. The murder of crows. Okay. It, and, okay. And it's basically checking the surroundings, making sure everything's okay. Right. And then it'll come back and sort of give them, you know... It warns them. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. But Which is the, where the word Sentinel comes from. So the, the university did their research and they found out that the problem is, is that the Sentinel can only say, car, car, but not truck, truck. I hate y'all. <laughs> we did that well. That was good. We did that well. Thanks, Redbeard. Yeah. <laughs> we had you going the I whole really time. Do. And <laughs> anybody listening, we had them going too. Unless if they'd heard it before, because I had heard it before. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> I called Redbeard out before the punchline. Nick, Nick is so upset right now. <sighs> well, that one's better than uh, packs of wild dogs are taking over and running over cities. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. You want to yep. elaborate? You want to elaborate? <laughs> <that? laughs> Y'all don't recognize that? No. That's off of Talladega Nights. Ricky Bobby? I, I know the movie well, but I don't know what you're talking about. I stole a line from it. I know when. Just, do you not remember that line? No. That's <laughs> what I'm a, saying. It was a commercial that he did. Like... Yeah, for like in the, the movie, yeah. like the big red. This has yeah. yeah. totally explained your sense of humor to us. Okay, but I think you'll agree with me, Nick. Oh, yeah. I love Will Ferrell. I do. But Will Ferrell's one of those that like either you love him or you hate him. Mm-hmm. This big tall goofy word I can't say. You, you can't doesn't stand like him. him. I'm not a fan. Are you serious? I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan of Will Ferrell, and I'm not really a fan of Kevin Nealon. Dude, like those two. It's just not my cup of tea. Like so if when I was you in don't college, chew big red. <laughs> I'm not going to go I just don't find like everybody's different everybody's got their you know things they like yeah. they don't like but when I was in college Kevin Nealon had come down as the guest comedian and we had a big arena we had back then it was like Carrot Top and, mm-hmm. but anyways we had Frank Caliendo he's the, a funny guy he was hilarious still and, is oh yeah dude he can do a spot on I don't know John if he Madden. still does shows anymore well but, he's uh, he signed on from from the last I knew he was signed on exclusively with ESPN so it's yeah. only he's only doing his Gruden and his Madden I guess and, it, and it's fine I just oh man we've talked about before with you guys being able to do voices and I can't do voices I love people that can do voices so I've always liked Kelly well, and we don't love us um, a lot of reasons <laughs> lot so of anyways reasons. we got to see Frank Kelly and and he opened for Kevin Nealon mm-hmm. so we already got Frank Kelly what are you doing when you're in college and you're young it's Friday night Right. You're looking to go out and have some fun. I was going to say not drinking. I was in Daytona Beach. Like, yeah, not, drink, not drinking. <laughs> not drinking. Right. We, no. we play Monopoly. But anyways, uh, Frank had a great act. And then Kevin Nealon came out. And his first joke, I, I'm not even making this up. He goes, man, I just flew in this morning and my arms are tired. And, I'm in the whole and he arena, lost you there? The whole arena was silent. So it just killed the whole entry. Yeah. And then he did this bit where... He asked for volunteer, and this, you know, he obviously finds the girl with the biggest, you know, personality, mm-hmm. and brings her up on stage. And he's like, "All right, I'm going to draw your picture." So he's got a canvas, and it's hard to explain on the radio, but he's, he's sitting in front of a canvas and an easel. She's across from him, facing him, mm-hmm. and every time she would go to look back at the audience, he had charcoal in his hand, and he go like, "No, move your face back facing me." And he touched the side of her face and put charcoal marks uh, until she had like six, seven stripes on her face. Uh-huh. And everybody's laughing. She thinks it's funny. She has no idea what's going on. And on the paper, he drew nothing. He goes, okay, give her a hand, folks. And I'm like, 
I'm ready to go. (laughs) This is just not funny. But some people find that hilarious. It's nothing against him. He makes way more money than I ever probably will. So, you know, it is what it is. But you've had to be on enough road trips with me that Matt and I get to the point we don't listen to music anymore. Enough enough was the key word there. I've been on enough (sighs) road trips. Well, then you can stay home But, you know, we typically do not listen to the radio. We well, don't. No, we travel too much to listen to a radio station. Now on, we listen to podcasts. We listen, we listen to comedy. Yeah, we'll we'll spin up like a YouTube comedy special and we'll listen to that or something. It's better but, listening to him talk for four hours. But I can do it. Four hours. When is the? When have we only drove four hours? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think the shortest trip you and I have had was nine. Birmingham was probably only five. Five or six, yeah. yeah. Well, because we went past Birmingham, because we went south. Yeah. But that was probably the closest trip that we've... What was the done. last one we just did? 14? The last oh. one we did was Monday. That was an all-day trip. We just wasn't in the truck a whole lot. Monday? Yeah. Went to Paris, then to Martin. Oh, that wasn't a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> the last one we did was Texas. Yeah. Not, not, ba- not back to Louisiana. That was a haul. Yeah, that was a haul. Mm-hmm. But we made it in time. We had good food. We had a great time. Nick on the Stick was a hit. That's where Nick on the Stick was born. Born was on that trip in Louisiana. Yeah, we're bringing we're bringing him back to his place of birth, hometown, hometown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Homecoming for Nick on the Stick. Yeah. <laughs> were you Pretty born, much. Nick? Were you born here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you okay? Stroke. What was that noise? I don't know. Okay, I just. What'd you have for dinner? I didn't eat dinner yet. I had that place around here local. I'm not going to say the name, but the place that I always tell you give me heart gives me heartburn. Yeah, and that's what I had tonight with the family. Well, and I'm, I'm not feeling heartburn because I ate half that bag of leftover Halloween candy. Yeah, you look like it. <laughs> I do not feel good. I had more Reese cups, dude. I called you yesterday and you was eating candy then. <laughs> dude, I, it was sounding like a great idea, but now I've got I've got five big heavy duty bags left over. I'm not. I don't feel good. I'm. I'm just being honest. I don't feel good. I'm about to open the window. I've ate way too much chocolate. Is it illegal? Is it littering? If like when we're driving on our trip tomorrow, if I see children in the vehicle next to us, that I have them roll down their window and I throw candy. Do you know what that actually is called? No, it's It's called awesome. The criminal charge is called, and I'm not making this up. Projecting a missile. I'll take that charge. (laughs) Do you know how cool that story would be? I guess, but I mean. A chocolate missile. That's that is the actual criminal charge in most states is projecting a missile. Imagine explaining that like on a background check, and they're like, "All right, what'd you do? All right, Mister Mudge, I'm gonna need you to explain this projecting a missile missile charge." Can you imagine? I think Nick's about to launch a missile. <laughs> I've got two right here. That's not what I meant. Okay. <laughs> Coming up on the show, uh, around the top of the hour, we're going to have Tommy and Karen Hall from Kentucky. Tommy is the Bassmaster Collegi- Collegiate Bassmaster coach for UK Wildcats. Um, he is driving down from Kentucky as we speak, and they will be here close to the top of the hour. We look forward to having them on as Bassmaster has grown into the collegiate circuit quite substantially, actually, in the yep. last few years, yep. um, and continuing to grow is uh, our our local team Bethel uh, Bass Cats? I think is what they're calling themselves. Yep, 
the uh, they're, they've been dominating pretty much. Did you hear that story about? Did you read that? Which one? They, they had that the, Gary the, posted about the rescued the yeah the woman from her home that was on fire. That's a really neat story. So they just had a senior uh, house was on fire before the fire department could get there. He ran in and rescued yeah. her, and then they just had a freshman make the Bassmaster like what is it called? The I, I read it, but don't quote top me. team or something yeah. for Bassmaster. I mean, they're just. Look, they're a force to be reckoned with, but um, Gary Mason, the coach there, he's been working closely with uh, Tommy Hall and, and helping them get this up and going. And it sounds like a lot of great things coming, but we look forward to hearing it from them and uh, discussing what the Bassmaster Collegiate Circuit's going to look like in the future for UK and obviously the rest of the schools participating. So stick around. We're going to take a quick break with a message from our sponsors. And as a reminder, this show is brought to you by IC Tech USA and our sponsors at Mossy Oak. Higdon Outdoors. America Bourbon. America Bourbon. <laughs> it feels like Monday. Yeah, <laughs> I just got really off the does. phone with Derek not long, not long ago either, too. So, yeah. All right. We'll be right back. You're listening to Back to the Lodge on 100.9 The Farm. Hey, let's just be honest. No one can ever completely beat a mature whitetail census. But if you play your cards right, you can fool them. Now, for all the work you put into getting this close, make sure the camo you choose is up to the task. Mossy Oak, made for moments like this. IC Tech now has tumblers and apparel. Check out ictech.com or visit the Hardware House in Huntingdon, Bennett's Hardware of McKenzie, or Rev Power Sports in Jackson to find all your IC Tech coolers and accessories. IC Tech, the classic roto molded cooler that started an entire industry. 100% veteran owned and operated. IC Tech USA. 100.9 The Farm. We are back to the lodge. So coming up at 7 o'clock, like we mentioned in the first half of the hour, we are going to have collegiate Bassmaster coach Tommy Hall and his wife Karen Hall. They also own Bass IQ, which I'm going to let them talk about when they get up here a little bit more. Um, how was your Halloween, Matt? Good. I just randomly threw that at you. Good. We oh. started out in Camden, and my wife now being a provider, she uh, had a little fast pace there in Camden. We had a little trunk or treat, and then... Came back over to Huntingdon, and well, you know, uh, there's going to be some people that are listening to this via podcast or through the website that aren't going to quite understand that we're allowed to do this here, but we went trick-or-treating, actual normal <laughs> trick-or-treating. <laughs> Children running everywhere through the neighborhood. You know, there, there were a couple signs in the neighborhood of people who very respectfully said, hey, we have been quarantined for seven months. We are high risk. You know, please, you know, yeah. please, and, and awesome, and then... Um, but you know, it was same same scenario that it's always is. If the lights, the porch lights on, they're right. accepting trick or treaters. I would say half of the subdivision was was lit up, which mm-hmm. was probably more than I expected. Yeah. But uh, right. no, it felt very normal. Weather this year was great. Well, and in full disclosure, too, our reported cases of COVID had been at zero. So right. I mean, yeah. that also yeah. makes a difference. So right. just so people think, well, they're being irresponsible. Well, we have no cases. So right, <laughs> right. <laughs> either way. Uh, great time. Nick and I actually spent some time together. Yep. And yep. may have had a little too much fun. We were singing it up. <laughs> hey, there's no such thing as too much fun. <laughs> According to um, Daryl Singletary, there's too much fun. Too much fun. Yeah. Yeah, we may have way too much fun. Yeah. But anyways, dude, you remember those teeth I had in, right? 
Sorry, I'm having Matt check on Tommy and Karen as I just seen him pulling in. You know, that's totally fine. So, what's up, Matt? <laughs> yeah, I saw your teeth. In fact, somebody actually thought your teeth were real. Uh, that's where I was going with and that. And you had, so people know Nick had the hill. I don't like calling it hillbilly because I take hillbilly, hillbilly as a term of endearment. So, <laughs> I mean, look, it's redneck engineering, but right. you had like the one tooth going kind of crooked and missing a bunch. Oh, and, yeah. And somebody's like, is that his real teeth? <laughs> I just call them Boba Teeth. I mean, we said yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> you, sang, you sang pretty well with them, man. We... Okay, so more to that, we were... I, of course, I run sound for the band on the weekends, and uh, we were at this place uh, out in Alamo, and uh, me and my fiance went as Beetlejuice and Lydia. Mm-hmm. Well... After, you know, pictures were taken, you know, everybody saw it for a little while. I took the makeup off. I took the costume off, everything. Put on regular clothes, but I put in the teeth. (laughs) Dude, nobody in that place knew who I was, ever met me, ever saw me before. The first time they got to see me was with the teeth in. Yeah. I had them in talking to everybody in there for, I'd say, probably a little over two hours. Never took them out. I took them out. I went outside and I took me a break. I took them out. Mm-hmm. And this one girl, dude, she fell out. She was like, I thought those were your real teeth. <laughs> Maybe she was excited that those, she thought those were your teeth. Uh, I mean, you're like a dentist's worst nightmare. That was your real teeth. <laughs> it was bad. It was like, okay, yep, let's just start over. <laughs> we're going to take For those real. out. It was pretty bad. But, yeah, I mean, it was a good time. And uh, also, if you're just tuning in, you can check us out uh, and watch us live on video mm-hmm. on Facebook at Back to Lodge. And I see some people are watching uh, Bobby Kello from Humboldt. Hey, Bobby, how you doing? Hollywood is watching. Hollywood. Uh, Rodney Brown. Dennis Shad, Melissa Butler. Donald Larson. Christy Sloan. Kelly, Bobby, Maddie, hey, hello to everyone out there on Facebook land. Um, Aaron, oh, there's Dad. <laughs> Mark, Richard Kaufman, uh, Matt, and Matt, that's the same one. So everybody watching on Facebook land, hello from West Tennessee. And uh, some of you are from West Tennessee. So you can watch us live on there. The only downside if you're watching the Facebook lives is, uh, you know, there's those legal things called copyrights. So when we have yeah. to take the music breaks, unfortunately, we have to mute the Facebook Live. So if you're tuning in the Facebook Live or you're watching with us, when we go to take a break, just stick around, you know? All right. Grab a beer we'll be or back. a Coke or the kids' leftover Halloween candy. And That's right. <laughs> just don't eat too much because my stomach hurts so bad right now. I mean, look, look, I'll, I'll even do this. So here's the, here's the benefit if you're watching live. We worry. still have this big A bag of Kit Kats and Reese Cup pumpkins. But in all fairness, I'm going to go ahead and fold this down to what I've ate already. (laughs) That's today. Well, no, that's today and yesterday. So unfortunately, my stomach hurts really bad. Dude, speaking of eating candy, man, I I got like really down the other day because I I was in the living room talking to my sister. I said, sis, I don't know what is going on with me because it seems like the older I get, the less candy I can eat. Uh, uh, you you got a long way to go, son. (laughs) You're still in your 20s. Dude, but like, you know, 
I'd say maybe like five years ago, man, dude, I lived like my like 100% nourishment was off of candy. Now, I, that's not something to be, to be proud of, but you could rock that. But yeah, once you hit in your 30s and 40s, your metabolism slows down. You get what's called a beer belly, um, or I, as I like to call it, ectomorphic shape. Uh, but yeah, candy gives me the jitters. I mean, last night, I mean, hell, I went to bed last night. My hip hurt, my knee hurt, my back hurt. I'm like, oh. And then I woke up this morning and took some Motrin. I'm like, oh, I feel great. Had my coffee, got some errands done, was on a conference call. And then I got up from my chair and I'm like, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I'm going to fall. I mean, dude, you're still in your 20s. Dude. Just wait, man. It seems like, it seems like you know, whenever you get up to your age, you know, in that range, ibuprofen is your best friend. That's my candy now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though, and then, it, like, if you want to amplify that and accelerate the process, just go ahead and join the military. Almost <laughs> guaranteed you'll be seeing an orthopedic doctor within the next oh my 10 years. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's good for that. It, well, it's a guarantee. You know, I'm not I, I'm not happy that I'm, you know, kind of semi-already there, you know, like uh, arthritis level. Because I do have arthritis in my hip from, you know. You have my, arthritis? Did, is that what I said? <laughs> <laughs> sound like you said arthritis. <laughs> I have to listen to the playback on that one. But yeah, so you know, I, I, I have that now, and you know, very few of my joints, like my knees, my hip, just mm. because of my car wreck, and I broke several bones. Well, see, that's like being in the military. It just accelerated yeah. your aging process. So. <laughs> it did, man. You don't and even have a spleen, do you? I don't. So that's what I'm saying. No. You know what it's like. <laughs> yeah. Have another surgery. I mean, I already know I'm probably going to have a hip replacement in the next 20 years. No they doubt about it. I already said that. Yeah. Problem is, they're only good for like 10 years. <laughs> really? And I'll just now be 40, so adding to that, it's like, yeah. oh, I'm not uh, doing this multiple times. How many decades you got left? <sighs> Look, J- Jim Larkin's watching, our, our bourbon friend from Ohio, mm. and yeah, it's nothing bourbon and ibuprofen can't take care of. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm drinking Diet Dr. Pepper today, but i got to start drinking more water. <laughs> That's probably half my problem right there is hydration. <sighs> Mine too. So where in the heck did Matt go? I know he went to go check on Tommy and Karen. I think uh, he might have got down to his truck and be like, hey, you want to ditch him? Maybe he couldn't get down off the last step. It was quite a drop. <laughs> <laughs> He's okay going up the stairs, but going down, it's a little difficult. I feel that. I mean, I think like when I look at Matt in the stairs, though, he he strikes me as somebody that would like a kid when they sit down at the top and they slide down on their butt, like, dun, 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 dun. like I can see Matt doing that. I almost want to get a video of that. Me too. Speaking of, since he's not in here, we can start talking about the dad bod calendar. Yeah, let's Should, do it. So we're we're actually, I don't think we put it on our Facebook page, but so we got a little carried away and we started a dad bod calendar. <laughs> Oh god! It went over pretty well. So we put a sneak peek teaser. We talked about it last week, and I couldn't believe how many people wanted to pre-order it. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, okay, um, I don't get it, but if people want it, I mean, we have no shame. Why not? So <laughs> I'm thinking about seriously considering selling the dad bod calendar for twenty. <laughs> I mean, everything else is screwed up this year. Why not just have a calendar of flabby men? I'm good with that. Flabby men. I'll be on there, but like, <laughs> yeah, I'll hey, sport it. I'll I'll bring my professional camera, dude. We could have a we could have a real deal photo shoot next week. Oh man, 
I'm like I'm not opposed to it. I mean, <laughs> it, it's I I just don't get it. It, it. Look, everything is so screwed up this year that nothing really surprises me. Look, you know, if all else, when you wake up in the morning, if they have a if they have this calendar, it will start their day with a great, great smile. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they'll be laughing when they pee and miss the toilet. <laughs> I mean. Uh, brought to you by. <laughs> I don't know who I want to bring that to, but I think Back to the Lodge would be the sponsor of that. Yeah. Back to the Lodge dad bod calendar. This this urine miss is brought to you by. <laughs> okay, you went way too deep. You said one. missing the toilet. Well, yeah, if somebody was laughing. I'm saying this urine miss. I just don't think it's that funny. Look, it's just kind of like what we were talking about. Oh, Patrick. I don't get it. I don't get this. I don't get that humor. But if, hey, if the people want it, (laughs) who am I to let them down? (laughs) I mean, Matt's already in. Will's in. You're in. Another friend of ours, Matt Roberts, he said he was in. There you go. Our friend Will's in. I mean. Did we get a whole team to make it happen? I only need 12. So that's, it, it's not hard. I think we're already at like 10, maybe even 11. Need one or two more. Who the hell would want to buy that? I don't get it. It must be, I don't know. Look, word on the street is, is that dad bods are in style. Thank <laughs> God for that. Oh, the days of running 10 mile mornings, I don't miss. I just don't. And that's why you don't do it anymore. Hell no. <laughs> I remember, like, we had this instructor. His name was, his last name was Vasquez. I'll, I won't give any more than that because I don't know what he does right now. But last I heard, he was running ops in South America or something. But this guy was just crazy. And I'm thinking, yeah, you know, it's going to be a good brisk workout. Morning dew in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. The birds are chirping. Man, he beat the living snot out of us. And we had we just got done running around a mountain, like up the top, around right. the ridge. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> and we, you know, you do a couple of rounds of calisthenics. I think we did two or three rounds of calisthenics. Then we go on this God knows how long run, and then we have an integrity check of more sets of calisthenics. So we're doing eight counts, push ups, pull ups, sit ups, all this crap. And I'm man, I'm hurting. The kid next to me has puked twice already. Mm. And the instructor comes over. He's like, you better eat that up off my floor. You know, they call it the deck. And then he was, eat that up off the deck. Well, the dude had bananas for breakfast. Oh, gosh. So he's like, it really wasn't that bad going back down. I'm like, <laughs> he, oh, Hedstrom was He meant name. it. Yeah. he Dude, he ate that up. And I'm like, oh. So I'm already grossed out. I'm not dead. But I'm hurting. Your instructor meant that. Oh, that's normal, dude. Eating your puke. <laughs> that's, that's normal. Put it in your hand, eat it. That, dude, that would cause more. That's like. what was nauseating. So I'm already, like, if somebody starts gagging, mm. I'm going to gag. But oh, are if they you just, one of those? If they just puke, I'm fine. So right. he puked. He's eating it back up. And I'm like, this is awful. So who's vibrating? Oh, we got interrupted. Hold on. Are you going to call? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I was getting a phone call, and that was interrupting the oh, show. Oh, wow. So, anyways, he eats it up, and I'm already nauseous. Mm-hmm. Then Vasquez turns and looks at everybody and goes, okay, 
We're going for a 10-mile run. That was the warm-up. Uh, I'm like, no. That's why I hate working out. That's why I hate running. Because of that. So, all right. We got Tommy and Karen Hall in studio. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll bring them on the show. Stick around. You're listening to Back to the Lodge on 100.9 The Farm. This country was born to believe in something larger than itself. A belief that the citizens within it could accomplish anything. From defeating an empire to sending a man to the moon, we built cities, formed the land, and through this an original spirit was born that has forged friendships, been celebrated, and at times been the cause of debate. We might not always agree, but there is one thing we can all agree on, love of country and love of a fine bourbon. America Bourbon, vet owned and made proudly in the USA, Available nationwide at most leading retailers and at americabourbon.com. Usually right about now, we'd be playing some music, but due to restrictions and copyrights, we can't allow music to play. So if you'd like to hear music in between breaks, tune in every Wednesday evening from 6 to 9 p.m. Central and hear us live at backtothelodge.com. Click the Listen Now button and you'll be back to the lodge. This moment was brought to you by Higdon Outdoors, a leader in the waterfowl industry for over 25 years. Check us out at HigdonOutdoors.com. Higdon Outdoors has been helping waterfowl hunters make the most of their time in the field for over 25 years. We are a family-owned company and we're proud to serve duck and goose hunters just like you. We make high-quality, innovative decoys and hunting products that you can afford, helping you focus on what's really important. Check us out at HigdonOutdoors.com. Innovation. Quality. Customer service. That's Higdon Outdoors. Get real. Get Higdon. 100.9 The Farm. We are back to Lodge live with us in studio. The UK Collegiate Bassmaster Coach, Tommy Hall. Tommy, how you doing? Glad to be here tonight. Thank you, guys. Likewise. Thanks for driving down. Was it a good drive? Absolutely. Nice Very to good see. drive. We've had a great week. We're vacationing, actually, and it's uh, weather's perfect, man. Fished a little bit yesterday and uh, having a great time. Excellent. So where'd you go fishing? Uh, Lake Barkley. Oh, okay. Any luck? Uh, caught one pretty good one, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. So for our viewers um, at home that, that are watching the show, some of them know about uh, the Bassmaster and the collegiate side, but explain a little bit about what Bassmaster's doing with the colleges and universities. Uh, well, it's, you know, college fishing is about taking it to the next level. Uh, you know, obviously out of high school, you, you wouldn't believe the kids that uh, I've talked to and recruited that they get to campus and say, uh, uh, can you back my boat for me? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, <laughs> I call that dad's fault. But uh, it, it's really going to the next level because after that, you can make the Bassmaster Classic and this can be a career. You know, obviously, uh, I like to promote my kids and push them to careers in the industry you know something to do with uh a company out there that that's a sponsor or supporter but uh you know i coached a kid a couple years ago that fished the bassmaster classic just last year so uh he's uh you know going to punch his ticket and look like uh make the pro run at it that's pretty cool and and you're finding these students from high school teams or absolutely uh how many high school teams would you think are being kentucky Uh, we have 120 counties but uh high school fishing is a monster you know, we have a, a lot of counties have multiple schools, so they have the potential to have multiple teams. 
So there are. There, is there a tryout for the teams? Are they auditioning? How how's the process work? Probably not. Uh, they're, just, they're just getting on the team. Uh, the, the thing about high school is, of course, the kids are not legal age yet. They can't drive to the lake. Some of them can't yet. Mm-hmm. But you have to have a boat captain. Uh, that is one of the big rules: is the kids cannot drive the boat in the tournament. So you have to provide sure. a boat captain. Uh, that can be a problem. That's uh, a lot of times falls on the actual coach to try to find boat captain for these kids. But uh, if you've never done it, it's very, very rewarding to take a kid that uh, has not had an opportunity to fish a bass tournament, and uh, they can really learn some stuff from you if you know they ha- don't have a dad or granddad or something other to to raise them in tournament fishing. Wow, that's awesome. So right now they can pretty much, if they want to get into collegiate fishing, they can do that. But at the growth rate, it's probably going to eventually be at a tryout point. Uh, Collegiate, not really, because okay. there's so many student-ran clubs, and uh, the colleges are pretty wide open. Um, kids come in and say, hey, man, I want to be on the team. They're like, sure, pay your dues, and you're in. Sure. You so know? how many – I mean, what ratio would you say are student-run clubs versus actual endorsed teams? Oh, my. I'd say you're looking at probably 95 96% nationwide. There's not many coach teams. The coach teams are uh, private universities, mm-hmm. and they'll be part of the athletic department have scholarships but of course their tuition is higher sure you know so that's kind of a, where it starts to balance out but your division one colleges they don't give a hoot if you have a fishing team or not because like how can i go to uk and say here's what i can do for you i can put you on espn or like so we're it's already there really the opposite <laughs> of what ncaa does yes so i mean when you have the, your big public schools those are the more scouted recruited you know tryout teams whereas it's more of a student club now uh, the, the the scholarship universities yes they're going to be able to recruit the kid like you're saying they're looking for the kids that have won tournaments uh they're you know solid academically mm-hmm. you're not going to be a problem when they get there you know after two years they flunked out so uh, you're trying to recruit the best obviously but um then again like me at uk i've got that's where karen and i kind of jump in and help these i still want to call them kids um we help them raise funds you know they're uh, they're not funded by the university so they're on their own so we're you know we're out there right now carrying out a website for them and stuff and we're trying to help them out with the raising of funds and you know thanks to icy tech going to be partnered with the uk fishing team this year so thank you guys for that and uh looking to help some fundraising there so uh you know it's a big deal to us uh, as a couple we work in this industry we're involved with high school fishing we're involved with with collegiate fishing and you know our big mission is to really um, make the world better one angler at a time mm-hmm. you know we really believe in fishing as a family sport um, we feel like if you're you're fishing in high school or you're fishing in college you don't you can't afford to go out and get into too much trouble because fishing is uh, requires dedication to be good and it's expensive sure it's just like a lot of outdoor activities um, but we really focus on pointing these youth in the right direction and we really want to explain to them that you can work in the outdoor industry as a career a good career fun career and you can make good money and you don't have to be the one catching the fish because everybody gets out of high school and they go to college to fish and they have this big dream of I'm going to be a pro one day and some of them will Mm -hmm. but there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes to you know to to put on these activities so you can be in media you can be in marketing you can have a business degree you can have a lot of different degrees and be very successful in this business and that's really our motivation is to just 
open their eyes to the entire industry, not just the professional angler part of it. Certainly. Um, and we want to support that too, you know, because we we want them to succeed, but we want them to know that it's a, you know, it's a fantastic industry to be in and you don't have to just be the angler. You can be um you can be a media person. You can be in video, you can be in marketing. Certainly. Well, we, and we're going to get into that when we come back. Uh, we got to take a quick break for station identification, but when we come back, we'll talk about how to help raise funds for Yuki. UK, UK oh Collegiate Bassmaster. <laughs> You're listening to Back to Lodge on 100.9 The Farm. Hey, let's just be honest. No one can ever completely beat a mature whitetail census. But if you play your cards right, you can fool them. Now, for all the work you put into getting this close, make sure the camo you choose is up to the task. Mossy Oak, made for moments like this. When you purchase an Icy Tech cooler, not only are you getting the best and original Rotomold cooler for your barbecue, your kids' graduation party, or maybe even the boat, but your proceeds from that purchase go on to help Gold Star families receive grief counseling retreats so they can heal and get a little piece of their heart back so they can have the same quality of life that we share. Icy Tech, USA. 100.9 The Farm. We're back to Lodge. We understand we did have a little bit of audio interruption on the Facebook Live. I think we have it corrected now. Uh, and thank you to those of you that commented on the video and let us know. Except for Jim. <laughs> <laughs> wow, those shots fired, dude. I'll get a text here in a moment. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be appropriate for no audience whatsoever. <laughs> so anyways, we were talking about um, how the student athletic associations and the clubs. Why is my phone blowing up up there? It's going to vibrate right off the mount. Anyways, uh, raising funds for the clubs, for their fishing endeavors. Um, if somebody wanted to help support you guys, how could they donate or reach you? Well, we're just now in the process of restocking our website, but we have a website, uh, www.ukbassfishing.org. UK, I'm, I'm putting it in here on the line here, ukbassfishing.org. I'm horrible at typing on this iPhone. And we'll have a fresh batch of merchandise in about two weeks, probably. We've got some new shirts coming that are pretty sharp, and... Some koozies and uh, some net gators. Oh, okay. So people can actually logo. buy merchandise from you guys yes. as a store. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, yes. So there you go. What, do you have stuff up on there now? Um, actually, we're on vacation this week, so I do all the order fulfilling myself. Mm-hmm. So we had to just kind of close the store as far as uh, remove the merchandise because I couldn't fill orders on vacation. So mm-hmm. it'll be back soon. Oh, okay. With awesome. new stuff, with new stuff, new good stuff. We'll keep a note. We'll obviously put the link in the podcast episode when it releases. Um, we're trying to figure out what's going on there because our episode this last week got booted off of iTunes. Mm. We have no idea why. I guess that's part of growth. People, weird things happen. We we actually just found out. I don't know if we talked to you guys since then, uh, but the show is actually in the top 3% of the world right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, you, you wouldn't believe how many people are listening. <laughs> also, how, how many podcasts are there globally? Uh, 
four million more. or something. Is think, it more? I think yep. it was like one point seven. One point seven. It's like one hundred one million seven hundred thousand. It's on the other phone. So you no, know, I, it's it's hard. It's really hard not to get lost in that. I, that's I have good. no idea how this works. Kudos. <laughs> yeah, awesome. People have asked us like, did you guys like? What'd you do to get there? No idea. Don't know. Good content. Don't know what it is. That's the right answer. Right. Good content. You don't have to kiss our butts while you're up here. One million seven hundred thirty-five thousand four hundred thirty-two. That's crazy. So yeah, we actually got ranked by what's the what was the I sent you the image. What's the private entity that does the uh, the ranking? It's called Listen Talk. Listen, Listen. Listen Score. Listen Score. So we actually got ranked by Listen Score. I'm like, what? I don't know. <laughs> Very many podcasts that are ranked on there. The way I understand, because our listen score is a thirty-eight. The way that I that I looked into that and what I what I processed was that is how many people out of a hundred are listening from start to finish. Yeah, and for a two and a half hour podcast, I mean (laughs) that's pretty long. That's got to be better than the cover of the Rolling Stone. (laughs) (laughs) It's look, it's surreal. It's great. It's wonderful. But again, when people ask us, like, what did you do? What are you doing? Jiggle that. Jiggle this or no, this? No, that cord. Yeah, people are still saying the sound is going in and out. And I noticed. I don't know what to do here, Nick. You're the expert. <sighs> Somebody let us know if it's working now. Thanks. We're going to add this to Nick's fault, too. There's a list today. Thanks. You got a microphone that wasn't working. Well, it's working now. You're using it. Yeah, it's working now. What'd you do? It was a simple fix. Um, well, is this a simple fix? So I had to... I, mm, Squirrel? The only thing I can think of is just a loose connection somewhere. I, I'm looking at a loose connection. I, I don't. I'll I'm just not, tell you. I'm Anyways, <laughs> let us let us know. Matt's trying to troubleshoot through the Facebook comments. So let us know if you can hear the show. If not, I'll beat Nick with the cord. I don't know what to tell you. So we'll figure it out. Are you staring at the camera? No, I'm just looking at the rig you got. It's your rig. What? It's your rig. No, I'm talking about the the your your cords. Oh, I see the problem from here. Is it loose right there? Yeah, I think I see it too. No, it's tight. What about going in the phone? No, it's tight. Good. Well, huh. either way, let's drive on. It could also be that people have been blowing up my phone. <laughs> calling and texting mm-hmm. so that might take the audio out too i don't know yeah i guess we should have put it in airplane mode what are you gonna do? i don't know that you could have went live on airplane mode dude i don't know anything you're the one that talked me into getting this phone and i hate it it's an iphone do okay we got we got a text saying the web volume's fine okay so we're, okay we're back in everybody can hear i want to make sure people can hear what you have to say that's most important awesome. um so we know you guys are handling the uk best Mm, okay. Can't hear. It says it's Facebook. We can't hear. So now they can't hear again. That's fine. Keep driving. All right. Anyways, if you're listening, if you can hear us a little bit in Facebook world, go to backtothelodge.com. Click listen live. Much easier. Then you don't have the problems. And you don't have to look at my ugly mug. But Tommy and Karen are here and they're, they have faces for TV. We have faces for radio. Yeah. So we're good. Now what? I already tried that. Sometimes it's the simplest things. Jim, Jim said that every time that you touch that, it comes back in. So it's definitely so right it's there. So it's got to be in the jack. It's right there. So maybe something loose underneath. Because it's a brand new cord. Right. I'll let Nick work on the brake. Anyways, so you guys got into fishing. What, what got you into fishing? 
Well, of course, I fished all my life, but um, I guess as much as anything, the tournament bug bit me. Um, you know, I got too old to play ball, <laughs> too slow to, you know, too old and fat to run. But the the whole competition of bass tournaments, mm-hmm. I was still had the spirit of, you know, still had that competing bug in my body, and uh, being an outdoorsman, I just I just loved it. I couldn't get enough of it. Was there a family member that got you into fishing? No. Well, I mean, of course, pond fishing when I was a kid. Obviously, you know, my we had a. I mean, I, I was blessed to be raised in the tailwaters of the Green River Lake. Mm-hmm. All right, the, the the river ran through our farm. Our pond held the record for the Kentucky state record bluegill, three pounds and something when I was oh, a kid. Smoke. <laughs> so my granddad bought this farm mm-hmm. before I was ever born, and so I had this pond to fish in. You know, mm-hmm. so then I could walk down across the bottom to fish the river. Then they, when they impounded the Green River Lake in '69, I was five years old. I could hear. When they blasted on the dam, it rattled our kitchen door. It was that close. So wow. I'm, I'm raised in fishing and hunting. Okay. So, like saying the competitive thing just really bit me with the whole bass fishing thing years ago, and I just loved it. Couldn't get enough of it. But also, you know, doing some stuff for uh, for a kid or somebody that's not had the opportunity that I've had. I've been truly blessed. Um, is absolutely what keeps me driven with this. Sure. It's like Karen says, we we volunteer for lots of things, and this. Uh, it, it just really love for someone to come to you with uh, you can see them you and them 30 years ago sure you know they're so excited they, they have that thirst for the knowledge they want to learn from you and they can't get enough of what you have to say and uh, that, that's really really great and what I kind of keep me going with it awesome Karen what about you well anytime you can catch something under the water that you can't see you know it's a challenge I fished um, just a little bit before Tommy and I met actually it's a funny story that one of our first dates he came into my house and I had a couple of rods hanging on my wall in my utility room with a bait caster on them and he walked in he's like Wh- whose gear is this and I said well it's mine <laughs> and, you can uh, throw a bait caster <laughs> yeah. keeper yeah. We, yeah exactly yeah. we got married six months later <laughs> we did we did tournament fish. fish together we we competed together for several years and when you compete in most trails that are not actual team trails where you mm-hmm. fish in the same boat with your partner, you basically have a co-angler, which that was me. I fished out of the back of the boat and I was his guarantee. So that's how it started. You know, as he said, hey, why don't you guarantee me in some of these tournaments, meaning that he would not be paired with another boater. So that's mm-hmm. how it works. So um, I went in as his guarantee and. Um, you got a lot of experience. You always get a lot of experience when you fish out of the back of the boat with different people. So I was very happy to be a co-angler. And um, we fished a, a trail across the state. We, we mostly, I did fish some of the ESPN uh, bass, women's Bassmaster Trail, which only lasted a couple of years. Oh. That was quite fun because you're fishing, you know, in the boat with just women or, you know, against just women and you know, they were phenomenal anglers, too. But um, Tommy actually made the state team, the Kentucky Bass Federation state team, in 2007. We fished against each other in the state championship tournament. He won in 2007, or he was on the state team, which means basically you're, you're in the top 12 finishers. Hmm. Well, the second year that we fished this trail, I came up and qualified to fish the state championship again alongside Tommy. So we're in separate boats. Uh, two years in a row, I actually had to borrow a boat because the platform for the state championship for that particular circuit was 
angler angler you know so all year i had fished both years fished as a co-angler we both made the cut we have one boat so who gets the boat tommy gets the boat so i have to go i have to borrow a boat and that's not easy to do but i had two very wonderful friends very generous who said you can use my boat so i fished against my husband in the state championship and he beat me the first year in the second year, I beat him. So I made the state team in 2008. Was the first woman to ever make the Kentucky state team. Um, and as far as we know, I was the first woman to make the Southern Divisional. Divisionals. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, so it was good fun. We had a great time. And soon after that last year of hard fishing, I ended up having to have neck surgery. And for about two years, it was a little uncomfortable for me to be in a boat and take the boat you know the bumpy rides so i just kind of backed out of it and um, tommy's continued to fish and you know we raised got kids raised and you know started having grandkids and it kind of just evolved into now you know we've transitioned into more of the the helper side of it and you know working with the, the high school teams and the college teams and tommy still enjoys competing but me not as much i I would rather participate in the the high school and college team environment and really help with resources help them do what they need to do awesome i have to tell you about our honeymoon though we was talking about getting married and she's like well what's your fishing schedule so i'm like well i got it all out and i fish here here she's well where's this lake douglas that's what's in East Tennessee, she goes. Oh, that's next to Pigeon Forge. She goes. Well, we can get married this week, and you can and, and you can fish that tournament, and we'll have our honeymoon this week. And I'm, I'm looking at her, going, "You realize when I fish, I take the boat." She's like, "Yeah, I'll fish with you." You crazy? On the honeymoon, I fished a bass tournament on our honeymoon. Took the boat. She practiced with me for two days. One of the worst practices ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can imagine. <laughs> get in the tournament and absolutely rethought it and end up cashing a check no he has to tell the whole story because all week long i kept saying why well, are you not doing this why yeah, are you not doing this there's this technique called a fishing carolina rig which anyway she loves it I, I can fish it no big deal but i'm she's like you should be throwing a carolina rig i'm like no they ain't gonna be biting that i mean i just poo-pooed it all week long so we're at the pre-tournament meeting. I hadn't caught a keeper in two days. I'm like, man, this is going to be awful. <laughs> and we're standing there, and a buddy of mine walks up. He goes, well, I guess you're catching them on Carolina rig like everybody else. And, I, and so she throws the elbow in my ribs, you know, and I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, they're biting it like crazy, you know. So <laughs> I, go, well, I go back to the cabin. I tie on Carolina rigs, and that's all I threw the next day and absolutely whacked them. So you never pre-fished with the Carolina? No. I never no. picked one up in the, in that, the, in that's the whole not, practice. That's, that's intimidating not to go into the, you know, the tournament. Oh, I've done that a lot. I mean, that's not his cup of tea, though. There, there's know? been nights that I've bow fished tournaments that we, we scouted, 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 didn't find enough fish to compete, right. still competed, and we just threw a Hail Mary up, and we haven't looked at this water yet. It can't yeah. be any worse, and right. we'll win that tournament. That's just right. <clears throat> Swing for it, man. Yeah. Yesterday, yeah. you asked me what I had. You know, I fished Barkley yesterday, so I'm trying to learn my new electronics. I'm fishing deep. I'm graphing, you know, and I, well, I'm seeing carp, you know, I guess. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to spots that I knew were old road beds, submerged road oh. beds, train, trussels, everything else. I'm fishing and fish for like two hours. And the whole time, I'm looking at the bank over here, and there's three big laydown trees on the channel side of a creek. I keep looking at them going... I ain't going to do it. But I'm, a, I'm a shallow water fisherman. I'm not really a deep water fisherman. I keep saying, I'm not going to do it. I finally, about 30 minutes later, without bites, I'm like, heck with it. Dug in my rod box, pulled up my flipping stick with a big worm on it. He's over there. The second lay down I flipped, I catch one about four. 
(laughs) (laughs) Just do what you do best, you know? (laughs) That's crazy. So, okay, you you came from different reasons getting into fishing, but you're into fishing. You fished on your honeymoon. You fished even yesterday. I mean, it's definitely in the lifestyle. If you had to hang up the rod because whatever reason, what's your second go-to sport? Outdoors. Hunting, (laughs) for sure. Any, Any particular game? Uh... Turkey, I like turkey. Yeah, uh, deer and turkey. I mean, I I raised doing it all. We had the big farm and we dove hunted and quail and rabbit back in the day. That yeah. was before their deer and turkey were even stocked. You know, so I've basically done all of it. But yeah, kind of used to have a big passion for deer hunting. Not as much now as used to because my my son is pretty avid. You know, she used to deer hunt with me right smart. Now we've got a grandson killed his first deer last year. Awesome. So you know, I just love doing it. For them, I'll go out and help you set the blinds up and tell you why, you know, because the wind's going to do this and just things like it. I, that's mm-hmm. the enjoyment I get out of it. So We just love the outdoors. That's that's what it's all about. And you guys are kind of migrating this way. We are. Kind of, yes. We are. We like West Tennessee. See? That's what I'm <laughs> we like. We like so, it. you know, you're coming from UK, but you're sure. you're migrating to our neck of the woods. It, it's, it's all, but we have that thing <clears throat> in common, though, see, the whole outdoor thing, right? But why'd you pick here? I'm just, the, I know why. It's the water. The water, exactly. The water, yeah. I know the water and she, Karen sews a lot. She makes quilts and is very, very good at it. So that's kind of what got us in West Kentucky. Obviously, I'd fish Kentucky Barkley a lot. And she goes, likes the quilt museum and the quilt show every year in April that they have her in Paducah. Mm-hmm. So she'd been down to the area several times for that, but she never had experienced the lakes and vice versa with me so mm-hmm. we finally kind of got together and like okay i'll go to the quilt museum with you you go fishing with me you know so <laughs> it's perfect it's perfect yeah. Yeah. what would you say with with uh how, well let me ask you this preface in the question how many years have you been with uk as of right now uh the second year is that right finishing up the second year finishing up second but year. you were Go with another school thing. before that i worry yes was i was with camelsville university yes okay so in the years you've been doing it what has been the biggest takeaway that you've got out of it Well, obviously, it's to see any young person succeed. Uh, that was the case with Nick Ratliff here just last year. Um, and I have um, businesses and businesses in the industry, like you all, have emailed me and says and have asked, when will you have a kid graduating? Send them my way. And it's, I get a lot of pride out of at least if the kid is not a great angler, we can connect him in the industry because he's been a good student. Right. You know, and I, I learned, too, in, in recruiting, you know, I, I actually have had, this is a, this is not a lie, I called a school one time, and you, number one, I learned you never call the parents. You call the, you call the instructor at school or their coach at school. Hmm. What kind of person is, is this I'm dealing with? What's their GPA? Are they serious about their academics? I had a Turing Pro son on the radar from Kentucky several years ago. He was going to graduate, called the school, got the guidance counselor, and he says, man, he struggles to make a C. That's it. I never went any further. Wow. Because college is different. Mm-hmm. It is the next level. You must get yourself out of bed and go yep. get your stuff done. <clears throat> you know, mom and daddy's not going to be there to do it for you. So you just like, you try to yeah, I hate to say that, but facts are facts. It is what it is. Yeah. But, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing is just to see them hang in there, get it done, get the degree, succeed, whether it be catching fish or fish just to get a good, nice job in the industry. Well, see, and I think it ties into the values. And, you know, for a lot of people that listen know, you know, I was in law enforcement for a while. One of the things 
um, one of the first mentors I ever had, the guy named was Rudy, and uh, he had retired actually from NYPD, and he, he had said in all the years he had been an officer, he's never arrested anybody with a fishing license. No kidding. And even though I wasn't any long, anywhere near the length he was in it, but it held true. Right. Never once arrested somebody who had a fishing or hunting license. Hmm. It was something about them and their character, and it ties in with the military. Um, and one of the reasons why we tie veterans in with the show, country music, in the outdoors, you know, you, you say these kids have good work ethic. When they've been there four years, they got good grades, they're getting themselves up. You know, it's kind of like on the military side. If you don't get up and you're late for work, matter, I would have got locked up. Absolutely. So, I mean, he, you're kind of forced to grow up. And, right. and I think the guys and gals that get in the outdoors, um, they definitely have a different level of maturity to them. Yes, sir. And uh, that work ethic is uh, insurpassable. So, Absolutely. Um, Karen, how about you? What, what's one of the things you've got out of being in this collegiate world? Well, f- fishing as an industry is very dynamic. And you, you know, for the OCD type like I am, I, you know, I like to make sure everything's organized. I heard a Harley. <laughs> I thought it was a train coming. I felt, first. A, I felt a Harley. <laughs> um. But, you know, I just think that embracing the change, and it's that way I know in every industry, but whenever you start dealing with multiple tournament trails, there are a lot of challenges. Whenever you try to pull together a team, uh, especially a club sport team, there are a lot of challenges. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just trying to keep everybody on the same page and embracing the fact that it's a very dynamic industry. Um, But I, I too, just like Tommy, I like to see these young people succeed and you know, it's it's um, it's good to be able to be very realistic with them about the nature of the industry and the nature of their college degree. I mean, I can't tell you how many times that we had these young folks come up to us and say, I just want to come to college and fish. That's all I want. I just want to come to college and fish. And we have to say, wait just a minute. This is very expensive. If you're going to go to college, you go to college to get a degree. You know, know what you want to do before you take a big bite of this because it's very expensive and then when you know what you want to do then we'll talk about fishing mm-hmm. um but you know you see these young folks come in and they say well i'll just go you know undeclared for a couple of years and just i want to fish and it's not the right thing to do and we really try to discourage that because that you know it's just expensive and and they need to hear that from us too you know as their mentors as their coaches uh, we want the best for them and that's that includes more than than just fishing absolutely well i'm going to go ahead and throw the next question at you first and this is kind of one of our signature last questions so i guess before we jump into that even is there anything else you want to add about the uk uh, bass master anything else that you guys have going on We have a lot of we have some new anglers on our team this year, and we think that um, it's taken a it's going to take a few years to really get some organization in place. But we have some interesting, exciting potential partnerships this year. Um, we do again want to thank Icy Tech. You know, we recognize your brand. We know a lot of people recognize your brand. You do a lot of really good things for um, young people that enjoy the outdoors thank you for that well thank you um, but, but we really you know we would like for you to go to our website ukbassfishing.org and just kind of bookmark it check back in a couple of weeks and support our team you know these kids work really really hard they don't they're not given anything 
and we want to instill that work ethic in them. Um, and we appreciate the support of several wonderful partners. No, absolutely. And, and truthfully, it is an honor for us. We enjoy doing this and, and helping the collegiate side um, as we do support multiple teams. But, you know, the the product, it, it's a product. And, you know, the quality is there. We can talk about that all day and, and night. But at the end of the day, and just like we started the show, it's about getting more, the next generation of youth outdoors. It's about helping our veterans, helping the disabled. Help, you know, there's a lot of people that are just not getting the opportunity to get outdoors. And that's what this is about. So hats are off to you. I commend you guys both for doing what you're doing. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put you guys in the hot seat. Okay. So I hope you're ready. Okay. This should be easy for you, Tommy, so I'm going to keep you to last. You're first. If you had to go all the way back, knowing everything you know now, what's the best advice you could give someone? Youngster, someone new, someone thinking about getting outdoors, what is the biggest life lesson you've learned that you would share with them? You could have told me this before we got here, and let at least let me think about it. I don't like people to pre-rehearse that question. No, nope. ah, it's a good one. Oh, guess you should have listened to all the other shows, huh? <laughs> I probably just didn't listen to the end. I listened to a lot of them. I just didn't get to the end. She got called out. <laughs> you busted me. Um. Well, work hard, play hard, work hard first. Um. You know, get up early, stay up late. Um, I'm all about that. Um, I'm just a big follow-through person. Anybody who knows me knows that, you know, I am um, Johnny on the spot when it comes to following through. Um, And I really just feel like that's a a trait um, that we need to maybe preach just a little bit more to our generations that are coming up is, you know, stick to your word. If you say you're going to do it, do it. Um, definitely, you know, hard work, but you got to play hard too. find that balance. And I know Tommy's going to add good stuff to that. <laughs> uh, of course, the outdoor opportunities competition wise weren't there when I was in school. Uh, are you trying to say how old you are, Tommy? I, I just turned 56 <laughs> in August. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, we played they weren't there when I was in school either, so don't feel right. right. We played football with the pigs. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Leather so, helmet. That's right, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, but I look back on those days, and like she just said about work ethic, you know, I wish I had worked harder. I'm not saying I, I definitely wouldn't have went, played college or anything like that, but I look at the times that, you know, you know, in the sense of the word, I dogged it, and I look back and wish I hadn't have. Um, and that's what I can tell kids now is, you know, it's what you, you, you get out of it what you put in it, 100%. Um, the kids that really get out there and are on the water, rain, shine, it don't matter. I brought up Nick Ratliff a while ago. We went to a tournament a couple years ago on Cherokee, and Nick said, can I go early? And I'm like, well, yep, yeah, sure, I guess. So he went a day before everyone, got down there, and he texted me real quick. He said, man, the, the smallmouth are on. I'm like, you ain't going to win on smallmouth, man. They're so fickle. You better find you some largemouth. He said, Tommy, it's, it's going to be one on smallmouth. I said, no. I, again, I argued with him, you know. So I got down there that night, and he was soaking wet. It had rained all day down there. His rain suit was looked like a you know wet toilet paper. I mean, he was just it was just dragging off of him. He stayed out in it all day. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the work ethic. He had that kind of a drive to do well in that bass tournament. That bass tournament. You know what the tournament, you know what won it? Smallmouth. He was right. 
Wow. And you know, it was just my knowledge of the, those two species or subspecies. I just said the largemouth are more, more predictable. They're more apt to bite in a three-day deal. And Nick's like, uh-uh. He had really found something special because he spent the extra day. Yeah. And just this last week, he finished, I think, fourth on Del Hollow in one of the bigger uh, MLF now. I keep wanting to say FLW. Yeah. But Nick was working on that tournament in August. <laughs> you know, he because he wants to be in the championship on Lake Cumberland. You know, so it's it's the work ethic, man. It's the work. I mean, you look at these deer hunting shows you see on TV. I mean, it's all about the food plots, the mm-hmm. you know, different stand sets. You know, the whole thing. Um, so, kids coming to college, kids coming out of high school. She brought it a minute ago to try to have a plan. I know how many of us knew what we was going to do when we were eighteen, right? Hardly any of us. I knew I want to farm all my life. Look what I'm doing now. I still don't know what I want to be when yeah, I grow you're up. You're still not there, are you? I still don't know. Exactly. Well, you so, haven't grown up, yeah. But we it's have true. had some to come to us and, and, and had a plan. Uh, this one boy from Alabama a couple years ago, he's like, I'm going to do this. It's going to take me this much time to get that, and I'm going to do that after I get that, and it'll take me an extra six months to get that. And when I get done, I'm going to do this. I mean, he had a cookie cutter out, man. He knew yeah. exactly his plan. I'm going to fish in the meantime, be on the fishing team, but here's my education. Had it, had it, had it laid out. No problem. Breeze right through it. You know, I've seen and said and observed that kids that go into college, usually about 18, 19 years old, the ones who physically write down their goals and objectives exactly. before they start their first day of class have a 200% higher chance of success. Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Exactly. And it's, I, I thought it was the crazy, I was young and dumb when I heard that, but sure. it worked. Absolutely. And everybody that was part of that group that did it, succeeded while everybody else didn't and i'm like wow that is insane then i learned more about you know we we've talked about emotional intelligence on this on the show is your subconscious thought if you write it you see it you visualize it Mm -hmm. it's they say 10 times more likely to happen it's really more like double but i couldn't agree with you guys more um again if you want to support uh and you should there's there's this is exactly what it's about getting the youth out there um in competition fishing Visit them at ukbassfishing.com. That's UK Bass. I'm sorry, ukbassfishing.org uh, for UK University of Kentucky bassfishing.org. And uh, Tommy and Karen look forward to getting you some nice new swag. Is, is there also a donation link on there too, as well? Or we don't have. I think it's time for one. <laughs> Done. <laughs> okay. So we'll we'll put the link in the website um, that are in the comments on the Facebook Live. It'll also be available in the podcast if you're listening to this on iTunes, iHeart, Google, Amazon, etc. Above them. and beyond Spotify. All of them. Yep. Just scroll down to the notes and you'll see the link down there below. We're going to take a quick break. <laughs> Nick jumped. <laughs> you're listening to Back to the Lodge on 100.9 The Farm. Get him. This moment was brought to you by Higdon Outdoors, a leader in the waterfowl industry for over 25 years. Check us out at HigdonOutdoors.com. Higdon Outdoors has been helping waterfowl hunters make the most of their time in the field for over 25 years. We are a family-owned company and we're proud to serve duck and goose hunters just like you. We make high-quality, innovative decoys and hunting products that you can afford, helping you focus on what's really important. Check us out at HigdonOutdoors.com. Innovation. Quality. Customer service. That's Higdon Outdoors. Get real. Get Higdon. This country was born to believe in something larger than itself. 
a belief that the citizens within it could accomplish anything. From defeating an empire to sending a man to the moon, we built cities, formed the land, and through this an original spirit was born that has forged friendships, been celebrated, and at times been the cause of debate. We might not always agree, but there is one thing we can all agree on, love of country and love of a fine bourbon. America Bourbon, vet owned and made proudly in the USA, available nationwide at most leading retailers and at americabourbon.com. 100.9 The Farm, and you are back to the lodge. Back to the lodge. Thank you, Matt. Got gotcha. you. <laughs> Appreciate that. I got gotcha. you. Well, I think we found the loose connection in the cord, so hopefully. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> All these technical difficulties and challenges. I wonder if I can make that. No, you can't. Nice job. <laughs> it was nice close. Job. You know I mean, it hit the lid. I'll be able to see it on Facebook here in just a second. <laughs> there it is. I mean, it did hit the lid. It just wasn't enough force. force to get through the lid. Anyways. Well, that was good, having Karen and Tommy on. They're, they're such a great oh, couple, and what a cool story. Like, you can go right. fishing on your honeymoon, and I wish I could do that. <laughs> That'd be cool. But there ain't going to be no honeymoon anytime soon, so <laughs> it is what it is. Um, me, anyways. Me and Hope never had one. Really? Well, we... Like three weeks after our marriage, we went to Wisconsin for Christmas to mm-hmm. see my family. Uh, Packers were playing the Bears up in Lambeau. So we drove up to the game and tailgated and watched the game up there. And we called that our honeymoon, but she's been... So maybe January. She actually wants to go, pending how this COVID stuff plays out. Um, our tenure is next December, and she wants to do something then. She's got her heart set on Jamaica. Ten years next December. Huh? Next December. Whew. Yeah, nine years. Nine years this year. Ten years next year. I ain't even been married yet. Yeah, and I'm working. I'm working on a decade. I'm not commenting. Well, we have been together seven years. That's a seven year itch right there. Yeah. So if you made it through that, you're good. Wow. Seven years is almost common law in some states, isn't it? Uh, they got rid of all that. It used to and be. Really? Yeah. There's no common law? I know there's no common law in Tennessee. There's none in Ohio either anymore. So no. I don't know. And then not in Texas. Well, so. and you had to be living with them yeah. during that period. So No, they pretty much got rid of that. Oh. Just about everywhere. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, this March, this coming up March, will be eight years. Whew. Yeah. I'll just stay out of this conversation. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyways, well, what else going on? So you guys got together the month before my daughter was born. Really? My daughter will be eight, eight in April. In April. Yep. Wow. It's an easy way for me to remember that. What so day? If, you're ever, if you're ever like stumped, okay. you just be like, hey, man, hold your daughter. I'll tell you. Oh, uh, I mean, uh, we got together March 25th, so. That's cute. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh oh! All right, so I got, <laughs> I got out of the army, not in the same year, mm. but I got out of the army on it's either December fourth or December third, because I got married on either December fourth or December third, and I always. Which day did you get married on? When's your anniversary, Matt? I I'm gonna go all in on the, on the third. <laughs> I'm gonna go all in on the third, but. I plead the fifth. I'm, I'm waiting. Just... I am waiting for Hope to start commenting on <laughs> she, she ain't listening. 
I'm waiting for the trash talk to to start on Facebook. She ain't, um, she ain't listening. The spare bedroom's open, man. Yeah. Just so you know. In, no, in I'm, the couch. I'm. I'll go all in on the third, but it is a guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they were one year apart. Those two different things. Yeah, but yeah. Oh man, the dates are too close, dude. Come yeah. on, man. Well, I, because I, I know she's not listening, I'm also going to say this. The girl I was with before my wife, so my wife's birthday, I know this for a fact, is July 29th. My ex before this was June 29th. My birthday is August 29th. And I always, I know mine, but <laughs> but I often have to remember if she's the July or June one. Oh, my. Your own wife. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Dude, I, I'll just say this. I'll just say this. I'm tagging her on the live right and now. I'll just say this. You have no excuse, Matt. Come on. Like, I've had a car wreck with brain trauma and memory loss, and I still remember my fiance's birthday, our uh, the day we got together. I even remember the day we got engaged, September 4th, man. I mean, Nick, you're a better person than me. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I tag her? I don't know. You're welcome. I can tag you. Oh, she doesn't follow our page. She should. <laughs> she doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Good. It says I can tag you, but not her. Good. Well, I guess we're even then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you have no excuse. You're an admin. You have to. No. What? No, I'm talking about for them two. Yeah. Th- no, they're even. He's, he's got... Ooh, I don't know about that. I mean, she definitely watches the lives, so... She you if she's at work, she's not at work. You, you, you know, so great. You know boy. my you know my internet situation at home, <laughs> and it's not because oh, I didn't I pay my bill. It's because I live out so far that I can't have it. There is so, no signal. <laughs> You're likely to get cell phone service. If it wasn't for my neighbor who happened to have an extra cell phone booster in his house, I wouldn't be able to make a phone call from my house. Now, do, do you have a lot of country where you live? As far <laughs> as like like uh, space between neighbors, you know. Except for the neighbor right across the road from me, yes. Are we counting the uh, rundown single-wide labs? Yeah. <laughs> they, nobody lives in them. Yeah. They might do other things in them. It's like, don't a, yeah, it's like a... Yeah, it's like Breaking you. Bad. It's like a recreational house. It's similar to Breaking Bad. What were those old science kits called when you were a kid? Oh, um... Shoot. They still have them. We I buy know. them for Ray all the time. What are they called? Um... Those labs, those yeah. little lab kits. You make slime, and you can do a whole bunch of neat oh, little science. Yeah. yeah, but that's they're not doing neat science experiments. <laughs> I think they've got it figured out. Probably smells they're like not nail do, polish. They're right not doing so. any Bill Nye the science guy I kind mean, of stuff over there. No. They haven't blown nothing up yet. So oh, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I mean at least that. And they're far enough away that I don't think even if it, I mean I don't know. You ever step outside and like? Yeah, you can actually call my buddy it. Mike. We can talk to Mike about this, but I had to call him two years ago. I stepped outside my house, and I'm like, hmm. Something's going to blow up. And the first thing he said is, you might want to call, because I'm propane gas, yeah. being out that far. And he's like, you might want to call your propane company, have them come test your lines. I'm like, dude, this is not propane. I promise you it's not. <laughs> so I actually had to wake. This is still when I was working at my job before this, and I'd wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and go to, go to work. I woke her up. Like, hey, you need to step outside and see if you smell this. Mm. She was outside for at least, for, for no longer than 15 seconds, came back in, eyes red, and like teared up oh my gosh and she said i've never smelled that before so she was messed yeah. up yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 
There's a dad pun. But uh, <laughs> it's best I had. But yeah, Nick, there's country where I live. Okay. Lots not not like beginning ning 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 country, but right. more like more like that kind of country. But you can definitely throw some mighty shindigs out there. Yeah. And yeah. you know, it not be a problem. Oh no. Your Halloween costume you would have blended in. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, like we shoot guns, blow up tannerite, all that stuff right, right. there in the yard. Oh, that's, yeah. I mean, I got five acres, so I mean, I yeah. plenty. It's enough. Yeah, it's just enough to get in trouble. And then I'm also surrounded. I'm wrapped, wrapped around on three sides of my property by Natchez Trace. So mm. the land almost feels infinite. You know what I mean? Because right, it's, you, know, it's, you know what? I just thought of something. What's up? So the winner of the Icy Tech Twenty Five Cooler last week never answered my calls. So it's still up for grabs? Oh, that's true. Is that what you're saying? I even even texted him. Got no answer. I did give I I made a special trip, dropped that cooler off at Tara. Uh, We all call her Binky. I dropped that cooler off, and she was, I mean, more than excited. She was I'm just still fascinated by, you said Binky. Yeah, I mean, it's just what the kids called her. I don't know where it came from. I don't know the story. So, Patrick, you remember that conversation of you and I having where, you know, if somebody doesn't claim something, I get it by default? No. Nick, oh. you have a cooler. It's a large cooler. You have a cooler. Not a 25. You have a t-shirt. <laughs> Dude, you have like, don't you have an 80 or something? Yeah. I think it's an 80. I think it is an 80. Where, where? I don't have an 80. I don't either. I don't. You have a 25. I don't have a 25. I have a, 20, I have a 25. And a 55. That's it. Yeah, you have two. Okay. That don't add up to your one. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> you you yeah, said you exactly had a, add up to what you have. You said you had a what? A 25, 25 and a 55, which is 80. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. I mean, but he can fit it all in one cooler. Yes, you can. <sighs> Ungrateful. Are, are you whining? Yeah. You have a t shirt, you have a cooler. You even have a sticker. Hat. Look, I'm a hat. Okay. We, let's not jump on me because I'm not the only one that feels this way because, you know, not everybody goes to daggum New York City size parties. Okay. Who does? Who does? I said not everyone. But who oh, does? you mean because of the size of your cooler? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. So <laughs> I was like, what is he? What kind of life does he think we live? <laughs> I still don't get it. <laughs> because his cooler is big enough to support a. He's like, I need a smaller cooler because I don't need an 80 cord all the time. <laughs> oh, well, see, I think it's just the opposite. I would think that those big old parties, they don't need a big cooler because they're too foo foo to use a cooler. Mm hmm. We're kind of more of a... But I don't go to parties. Like we're kind of more of the backyard, bonfire, crack a beer, grab a guitar kind of crew. Right. But, you know, whenever you go to that BYOB party and you're sitting here bringing in a daggum <laughs> 80, 80 <laughs> cord. I mean, we know, we know some people that could fill that and it would work. Yeah. But I can't. <laughs> Have you seen my size? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you can still fit a 12-pack in there. You'd be good. And then some. Okay. <laughs> like, you could probably fit maybe four 12-packs in there. just put more ice in there, your beer will be colder than everybody else's. <laughs> and then I got to lug around all that ice. I know. You're weak. We know. Yeah. I know. It's, it fits in your on the back of your vest, but just fine. <laughs> 
But look, that 25 quart, that is perfect size. It is, which is why your, somebody should call in and win it or whatever we're going to yeah, do. Yeah, like, that is perfect size for you. Just a little get-together. Dude, and we gotta all figure out. We got to figure out something cool. So, okay, I learned something last week. Mm-hmm. It wasn't cool, but I learned this. So the like-share campaigns are oh, now banned yeah. on Facebook as of yeah. August. So you can't do like and share my post or... Really? Know, yeah, you so can't So what, what I've been seeing people do, which is still... You know, I'm sure that they can find it, but the algorithm isn't finding it yet. People will, in their, you know, when they share something above it where you get to write your own little thing about mm-hmm. it, they'll, when they type put out the like and share, they put yeah. a space between every letter, letter because the algorithm isn't catching that yet. Mm. Yeah. It, it's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. That's <laughs> a, but, the, but either way, to Patrick's point, it's, yeah, you can't do that anymore. For that, it, it's, it's just. I don't want to get into it. Okay, we won't. I think it's a. My thought was it's a political thing with the election coming up. No, it's straight up, com, you know, communication restriction. Like, oh, they try to figure out a way not to pay us money, so we're going to slow oh. them down. Like, you got to pay them to get that kind of stuff. So, look, I yeah. get it; they're in there to make money. You know, I, I am a believer that there is such thing called enough is enough. That's just yeah. me. Um, but all things being equal, speaking of giveaways, did you see? Hmm. Uh, you didn't work today. Yeah, I did. Okay, so on our Facebook page, IC Tech USA. Uh, yeah, I didn't get on that. Yeah, you didn't check. No. We have partnered up with Frog Fuel, America Bourbon. Who's Frog Roller? What? They're, I was just teeing you. He's a far, all I was farmer seal. We haven't talked <laughs> about make, them on the show, they so make, I was teeing uh, you up. Isn't it like the coffee energy drink mixes yeah. and combo yeah. blends? Yeah, really cool stuff. Yeah. Rollers, uh, a couple other companies uh, with America Bourbon. To join up for this awesome giveaway that is taking place right now. So you can find the link on our Facebook page, IC Tech USA. That's I C E Y hyphen D E K. That's a dash for the people that don't know what a hyphen is. Yeah, like pound. Yeah, ampersand. It's not hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at IC Tech and follow the link. You go to America Bourbon's website where it will take you there and you can enter to win. This cool package. It, it's worth over 500 bucks, but they're going to give it away on Veterans Day, November 11th. Which What day of the week does that fall on? Dang, that's coming up. Is that the Wednesday, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's got to be a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. So next week will be Veterans Day. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <coughs> oh, hello. Oh, I, all right. That yep. sounded like COVID. No, it might have been. <laughs> it might have been. Do not share his microphone. So anyways, check it out. If you want to win a package over 500 bucks, that'd be pretty cool. Easy way to do it. All you got to do is go to their link, enter to win. You just put in your name, email address. And then there's some ways you can earn even extra entries um, by liking and following people's pages. So that's how they you know, track and see who wins. So that's a cool way to win something this week. Um, and that winner will be announced next week. And maybe we'll even have it in time to announce it on the show as well. Yeah. So there you go. So win yourself a bottle. And, oh, that's one thing. One of the bottles of America Bourbon in the cooler, in the Icy Tech 25. Derek, Derek mm. licked it? No. It's signed by like Scooter it. Brown Band. Oh, that's cool. <gasps> that's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. <laughs> we played one of his songs earlier in the we break. Did. So how cool is that? That's neat. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And, and I did get confirmation. I can say this now. Scooter Brown would like to come out on the show. Mm. So he's going to come out here one of these days, and we're going to have him on the show. So yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. That'll be really fun. I got, I got a, 
sneaky suspicion that's going to be a fun one. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> and we get to talk to another crayon eater. We might eat a driver that night. He was a Marine, right? That's Yeah. Recon, was he... I don't know if he was recon. I'll have okay. to check. I, it's been a while since he, Regardless, he, he likes He's all the colors of crayons, and that's his thing. Okay, you somebody's going to have to tell me about that, because I'm not a veteran. I was never in the military. You're going to have to explain this crayon okay. thing to me. So, before well, we do that... Before, you can say that to easily, because you know him. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, let's preface this. Yeah. Matt and I, and any other veteran, can make these jokes. Maybe not all of them. There's a certain one that rhymes with... Uh, I'm not going to say it on the air. Uh, you can say Air Force. Oh. Well, Chair they, Force. They may they may take small offense to the crayon eater coming from them. Mm. Not really. They'll, they'll deal with it. Maybe. But if it comes from anybody outside... Like, we will pick on each other. But the moment a civilian says, Oh, look at that Chair Force guy. We're... All yeah. gonna turn on you, yep. <laughs> so or crayon of, eater. Well, yeah. I just don't know what with no, crayon no, eater. That, I wanted to at least explain that to you. Okay, okay. yeah. I, so, I, it comes I'm from never the, gonna. It comes from know. the fact that like there's this generalized thought that the Marines are brainwashed dummies. <laughs> okay, that was Matt. That's fine. I'll take it. And you guys all know it's true. If you're uh, listening, uh, <laughs> but regardless. There's, there's been this. When did, when the crayon thing start? Well before I was in. I mean, it's been, probably before we were born. But it's just. I'll cray, tell you crayon what, eaters. We got to do a station ID. So when we come back, we'll go into and this. This could be fun. Maybe we can have people comment with their best inter-military uh, branch joke. Uh, keep them short because we can read them. But you can comment on live on the Facebook, and we'll get into the the uh, inter-military branches and and and. Uh, slugs when we come back so stick around we'll be right back you're listening to back to the lodge on 100.9 the farm hey let's just be honest no one can ever completely beat a mature whitetail census but if you play your cards right you can fool them now for all the work you put in to getting this close make sure the camo you choose is up to the task Mossy Oak, made for moments like this. IC Tech now has tumblers and apparel. Check out ictech.com or visit the hardware house in Huntingdon, Bennett's Hardware of McKenzie, or Rev Power Sports in Jackson to find all your IC Tech coolers and accessories. IC Tech, the classic roto molded cooler that started an entire industry. 100% veteran owned and operated. IC Tech USA. 100.9 The Farm. We are back to Lodge, back to Facebook. And back on the air. Matt was supposed to join me, and now he's on his phone. Hey, I'll join you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Good co-host. Good. <laughs> you get a treat. Here, you want a treat? I'll get yeah, you a treat. Yeah, give me a... Give what, me a... Reese cup or Kit Kat? I'm uh, about Give me a break. We don't get paid by them. That's right. It was just a phrase. Oh, Matthew's watching. Me? That's what it says. It popped up as me? Yep. Did it give you the option to like bring me into like the camera? Nope. Okay. Must just still be because I'm an admin. You're just special. No, I am special. Real special. Mm. We, we knew this. It's one of the things I hate about taking the breaks on Facebook is we lose a lot of the viewers. So maybe we should just unplug completely in between breaks. I don't know. If you got a suggestion, let us know. 
Um, but speaking of military jabs, Maddie, you you got a lot of jabs on there. I see. Uncle Sam's misguided children. Um, Marine actually stands for my butt <laughs> rides and naval equipment. Um, that's that's our acronym. But I'm I'm curious what branch you were since you've got a lot of jabs on here. You got every branch though. I do like the army one, Matt. Well, she has all of them except for two, because there are two more that are Coast noted Guard. and. Well, that's we count National Guard. Nope. Air Force? Nope. If you get onto your Navy Fed app, I yeah. guarantee you they're going to list another one on the home screen. Does the same thing on USAA. Outside the five branches? Yep. There's a six now. Oh, Space Force. Yes, there is. It's yeah. listed on Navy Federal already? Y- yep. Wow. It's been on USAA for a couple months now that I know of. I don't know anybody in the Space Force. No, me neither. But if do it was, I'll tell you what, if it was an option, I don't know that I would have <clears> tried it if they would have took me. I would have done it. Why not? I, I mean, done. you're at least going to make history. Stormtrooper outfits. And I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you obviously don't need to know how to shoot. I would have tried it. Dude, I'll be honest. I, for a long time, I was like oh, knee no. deep in everything space. Our audio feed went out again. I just moved the, wiggled the cord. I don't know what's going on. Mm. One two one one one. Can you hear me? I can hear you. It's yeah, apparently I, the feed. Maddie, the Maddie, can you hear us? She said, "Don't make her use the knife hands." Hmm. I don't think they would have. Okay, it's back. He said, um, "You wouldn't have knife hands in the Space Force. You would have like spaceman hands." Yeah, I don't know something. <laughs> I think like those big NASA gloves where the fingers are like the size of sausages. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder what that boot camp would be. Would it be like a zero G boot camp? You'd have to do it in the vomit comet. And- have you tried watching that new show, Space Force? No, with Steve Carell. No, it's close. To How being- can you even make a parody about a branch that doesn't exist yet? Like it's close to being something, and I really like Steve Carell. So, I do too. I like his humor. Um, it's really close, and um, Malkovich is in it. Uh, John Malkovich. John Malkovich mm-hmm. is in it. Um, it's it's so close to being something. It's just not. I don't know. I'm so like I get it. I understand why there's a space force. Like you're pulling, but you are pulling more, from more branches than just air force when it comes to satellites and uh, ICBMs. Like I could see ICBMs being part of the defense with space force. Mm-hmm. That's intercontinental <clears throat> ballistic missile where you can launch it across the globe. Like so, yeah, I I could see that. But I'm also to a degree wondering like. What would that be like? I mean, how many times do you go like in a vomit comet, which is the plane that if you ever see movies filmed in zero gravity, like Apollo 13, when they're floating around, that's the vomit comet, which is a training aircraft owned by NASA. And they take you up to an altitude um, and they do a nose over pushover. And what that is, is it creates basically like an ellipse that curves. And while they're curving towards the earth, you're experiencing zero gravity for I think it's like 45 seconds. Oh, I didn't even think it was that long. Yeah, it's like 30 or 45 seconds that you actually have zero G for the whole time. Zero gravity. Yeah, right. So you're weightless and floating. Um, and then I have just, friends that did that. Do you just come slamming down or do you, does it no, gradually? It's, it's gradual. Okay. Um, It'd be a lot funner if it did. A few of my friends did that from school. They actually invented the air filtration system for the space shuttle. 
I've got cool friends. I don't talk to them anymore, but I wasn't to their caliber. <laughs> I was out shooting squirrels. <laughs> Which is coming up. The yeah. leaves are almost gone. But no, they, they created a centrifuge, um, which was very similar to what the Dyson is now. And what it is, is it sucks the air in from the, the atmosphere. Dyson vacuum? Yeah, how it creates a centrifuge yeah, and that, okay. that vacuum technology. It's just not where I thought you were going to go with that. So, Well, most vacuums back in the day, they had a belt drive, you know, and that created suction based on the motor, and the motor pulled air. Well, what this was, was they put a uh, like a cage in it, and the cage would spin. So when particles got caught, they were pushed to the outside of the centrifuge. So it held debris. Hmm. It's kind of neat. Yeah. But anyways, they got to do the Vomit Comet and, and fly in that. And it wasn't... My one friend, who he was a pilot with me. And, you know, stomach and nerves of steel and all that good stuff. It wasn't the fact that they were in zero-G weightless. It was going weightless to regular. Weightless to yeah, regular. Wait, yeah, yeah. Eventually, his lunch didn't stay down. Yeah. So, well, I a, get that. Like, I, I, I pride myself in I don't get car sick. I don't get... I did for a while in your truck for whatever reason. It's probably my driving. I drive like I'm driving Miss Daisy. But, um, I, you know, out on boats, you know, eight, nine miles out where you can't see the coastline, I'm fine. Yeah. But you shut that back door on a Chinook. I don't, man, I don't know what it is. Unless if I can be in the front of the Chinook where I can look through a gunner's hatch. Mm-hmm. Like the gunner's door. I, I That's rough, man. It's always... Now, I never flew a bunch in Chinooks. I did a ton of time in Blackhawks, but... Chinooks, man, oh, they always got me. And now it's even led me to the point that on my few offshore excursions that I've had since my military stuff, I do put a Dramamine patch on now just really? because I'm. it's never been an issue. But as you know, when it becomes an issue, it's too late. Yeah. And there's no bringing you back from that until your feet hit land again. I mean, and I don't want to be that person. I've been pretty fortunate. I noticed the older I get the more yeah. it can get to me, especially like roller coasters and stuff. I've never been <clears throat> nauseous. Um, the only time I think it was ever, 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 ever nauseous was the first time I jumped out of a plane. And it wasn't the drop. It wasn't the jump. Or it was the... And I was so stoked. I had adrenaline going. I was young. But when the door first opened, I was right by the door. I was first man out. And being someone who always flew planes... At the controls, you're like, I'm holding the yoke. That's the control. I'm holding that. I'm kind of in control of the plane. Right. Everything was good. And then the jump master kicked that door open. And I looked, like, w- over the threshold, down. And I'm like, oh, yeah. this no longer feels natural. That was the only time I remember going, ooh. <laughs> like, that, your butthole puckers up really tight right then. But then you go back to your train. It's like, okay, I'm going to climb out. I'm going to grab this strap, put my yep. foot here. Get ready for this. Arch my back. Drop. Count to six. Yeah. Check my chute. Untangle my lines. All that stuff. But it was just like that first time when when your brain goes, "Yep, this isn't yeah, right. You shouldn't be doing this. This isn't." I good. was I was so pumped. I watched my dad jump for the first. I think first and only time I watched him jump. I don't know exactly how old I was. Maybe ten. Mm-hmm. And I remember how excited my dad was. And so the first time I jumped, I sort of carried that with me, and I was pumped you're still nervous were you listening to tom petty when you got down? no uh-uh no <laughs> but, everybody does. but I, I i remember being super excited nervous mm-hmm. of course you're jumping out of a perfectly good airplane but I mean, they're not always perfect no they're good. not but it was definitely flying and that plane landed i know it did yeah but 
I love it, man. I love jumping. I haven't I done do it too. in a long time. I think we should do that as an episode. Okay. There's a place not far from here. You ready, Nate? Yeah. All right. Can we wait till it's a little warmer? <laughs> you know what? I did my first jump in winter. So did I. It was cold. Yeah. It was I, snowing. But the thing <laughs> the is, the like, ground was frozen. And you didn't have a choice then. No. <laughs> I have a choice now. We have a choice now. Can we wait till, like, I don't know, April? You know, there is a place up actually near Drago um, where they have uh, the AFF course in like a week or two. Yeah, you're telling me about that place. And it's pretty reasonable. I'm in. I'm. <coughs> oh, geez. Holy cow. <coughs> I'm okay. Um, I'm telling you, you got the vid. I mean, I, it's been so long. I need to get recertified, all of that stuff. But I'd love to again. We've, we've, we're not going to go down this rabbit hole on, on air. See, but my problem is I'd want to buy gear. I want to get my, like, Icy Tech shoots. And- <laughs> right. Right. Which we now know. We, we have now researched companies to do that because we've gone down this rabbit hole. Yeah. Like, let's go, jump, let's go jump with love, the Golden Knights. I would love to have. <laughs> An ice tech jump team. Yeah. And, and truthfully, oh, so we are get, we going down this rabbit hole? If we get to that point where we can yeah. afford to do that, like, and I mean this seriously, I would create a jump team with the company and I'll, I'll be on it. I'll be the first one out the door. I don't care. But to deliver the flag, the game balls, yeah. high schools, especially like bring patriotism back to the schools. It's missing. Yeah. It's just not there. Yeah. Have you ever jumped Nick? I've never. It's a blast. You need to go tandem your first time because we can take baby steps because oh, it's not can, military. He can do a static line. He can do his class D. That's, That's what fine. I did. But I did like it? my first jump was not was not a tandem. I do feel that if yeah, mine was solo. <laughs> if somebody if 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 somebody's gonna start just the pure feeling of falling coming out of a plane, if you're attached to somebody who's done ten thousand jumps, you are a little calmer. It's just a little easier. You're not in any control of anything. You're just strapped right. to somebody. They control yeah. everything. Usually the landings are a little bit better than your first few are going to be. Uh, it's just it depends I, on the size of the shoot. Too. And tandem is realistically pretty cheap. Yeah, you could probably do that for like 100, 200 bucks. Cheaper. Than, I mean, it, about 100 bucks, right? Yeah. And there, there's a place. I'm not going to call them out, but there's a place within an hour. Well, it's where Hope's about to start working. Okay. Well, we got to get. Wait, there's a place by her where she's about to start working, not yeah. where she is currently, where she's going to. Oh, the full time position. Yeah, there's a place right there, and it's it's well known. Really? Yep. Around here, the team teams around like the I, from Campbell, maybe. You're on video. Yeah. Dumb, yeah, fine. Whatever. But yeah, that's where they do a lot of stuff out there. Oh, I did not know. It's a. I mean, what? it's not very big, but it's. Do they have a school there? Though? Yep. <laughs> okay. Now I don't know. I don't know if they certify or anything, well, but you can get you can get your. I want my AFF. You know like, when you you get your certification, then you got to qualify in these jumps. You got to do these jumps. They yeah, can. You they gotta can. Do, you got to do to get your AFF. If I remember correctly, you, you start off with your static line. You got to get five jumps in the jump five and jump one. Of static for AFF. the people that don't know what static is. You're not pulling your shoot. Yeah, you're connected to a cord. The cord's so connected. To when your you jump, you falling pulls your shoot. You have about five seconds to yeah. six seconds of free fall. That's about it. That's it. There's no. It takes. There's some, no manipulation unless unless there's an emergency. Then it's look down, yeah, grab right, grab yeah. left, pull right, pull left, arch, six down. You're good. Anyways, but he the AFF like the back of his hand, dude. You I better jumping. Well, you have you to. It's muscle memory. <laughs> so, but no. I mean the the. I think jump five and jump one have to occur on the same day. Okay. You have to do your last static line and your first free fall on the same day, 
and you'll need instructors with you for the first free fall because you're going to be just a hot mess. <laughs> it's like I, I know that through that process when you got to get your what is it 25 jumps or however many it is I know that they can qualify your jumps like they can <laughs> they can sign off on them I don't look I could be very wrong we could look into this tomorrow while while we're driving remind me I'll look it up yeah um shoot we can probably call them but, dude I mean I'm good with just going to a school spend a week there well what's nice about this is if they do and if they are affordable or if they'll work with us or whatever mm-hmm. they're right here yeah we can sleep in our bed. That sounds nice. Well, not our bed. I'd sleep in mine. You sleep in yours. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, we've we've been through. We're gonna be doing. Well, I'm, hey, I won't say doing what's what? Friday. What's that? Uh, what's we're that? sharing an air mattress Friday. Yeah, buddy. What's that type uh, where it camels? <laughs> Am I close? Almost. <laughs> okay. But yeah, like Marlboro. It. That's it. A ten. <laughs> <laughs> but no uh where the you hold on to this hand the bar and like it up above you is like shaped in a triangle what is that paragliding that's, that's not what we're talking about. i know that i it's, know that. it's cool in its own right i thought he was talking about like a drunken moment where he's hanging on to the bar and he looks up and there's a triangle he's like oh okay so the first fun. time i jumped you had to step off the side of the plane onto a little platform and then you hang on to the, like what is that called you know the, better, strut. the wing strut mm-hmm. you hang on to that and they have a they have like a handle built into it and then you kick your feet up and you're sort of supermanning for half a second make they, sure you look up yeah always arch your, look up arch your back so can you, you do this so you come that way barely and hold it Oh, you hit for how long? Six seconds. Why? Oh my lord! So that you stabilize. Mm. Otherwise, you'll be doing this, and it's gonna it's gonna feel like you need to, like it. Like you gotta be it. like it'll it'll twist the living snot out of your body. But, back if but you're not eventually, careful. as long as you're arched, like belly button push down, belt buckle push down, as long as you're arched, it will stabilize. Did they make you watch all the safety videos before oh, yeah, ground those, school? Those are great. Man, guy jumps out, smacks his head on the tail. It's like. <laughs> They're like, yeah, by the way, he's unconscious. <laughs> like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you watch, it's kind of like when you take drivers out. I don't know if they still do that anymore. You have to watch like all these horrible accidents. It's almost like watching the faces of death video. Like it, they show you awful things. Well, that's, I think that's general in like military and most aviation schools is that we're going to show you all the bad things that go wrong. And it's like slide to make two. you pay attention. It's so like slide two, just so that you're, you're there. Yeah. Here's so, what happens when you don't arch your, or no, when you step out with the wrong foot, they don't, <laughs> they don't bury it like halfway through. No, 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 no. You're going to get it fairly early. So <laughs> is it true? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, uh, do you, cause I've always kind of wondered this, but like if you straighten your body in a straight line, do you, does it like frail you everywhere or can you actually control that? If you do what? Do it again. Say it again. If, if you, he looks like Nick on a stick. Okay. Like if you, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like if you want to, if you want to just straight, depends, straight Are you talking about head down. first or foot, feet first? Cause uh, you're going to, you're going to flip. Head first. Okay. Well, aerodynamically speaking, you're just going to accelerate, but you're not going to accelerate beyond what's called terminal velocity. Right. Right. I know that. But, uh-huh. but what I'm saying is, is that can you do that and be stable? If you're able to, like, look, your hands, you can move your hands just slightly and start twisting. So, I mean, you've got to have balance and control of the free fall. Mm -hmm. You also need to, if you're going to try anything like that, you've got to be high. Yeah. You don't want to do that, what, sub 
four. So what it, I would be, I mean, your standard AFF is going to be 13,000. Yeah, I was about to Above ask. ground level. Uh, okay. So your static line jumps, correct me if I'm wrong, it's either 3,500 or 4,500 feet. Mm-hmm. So it's above ground, always above ground level, not sea level. So I think it's either 3,500 or 4,500. Somebody can correct me. I haven't done that since so if the you, 90s. So if but, you do, what is it called again? The st- stat, static, static line. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm assuming that takes substantially longer to get back to the ground. You're also you not. You're also not as high. No. Okay. It, 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 your your shoots opening. You know, and I've never really figured out how many feet you actually fall on a static line, like free fall. It's probably going to be a couple hundred. Yeah. But I mean, you're, you mean before a shoot catches yeah, you? Yeah. For it's fully probably involved. But yeah, you're gonna you're gonna glide quite a bit of ways. But when you're doing your first free fall. You're not exactly doing a halo. You're not going to like right. open your shoot at 2,000 feet. Hey, halo is, <laughs> yeah. is high altitude, low opening. So it's 32, it's, 36, a, it's a military feet. maneuver where they get the plane super high so you can't see the plane. And then they can jump and then they don't open their chute until they're really close, not really close, but closer to the ground than right. we would feel comfortable You don't doing. want to make a presence. So you, yeah. So. Yeah. But, but I think, honestly, I think like if we just start, and I would do it with you. I would start over from the beginning. That's what just I need so I'm to do. Just familiar with all the yeah. new laws because look, the aviation laws change all the time. But start over, just do the static line. You can get those five jumps knocked out in a day if you really hustle. Mm. Um, I would do it I just would. as long as it's not winter because I jumped. Man, it was so cold. Oh, look, man, I I honestly believe this. That that moment where you look up, you're on your first solo, mm. and you look up, everything's good. You're not twisted. Shoots to good. You're gonna and, be twisted, and then you get to, <laughs> and then you get to relax, and you get to look down. You know you're good, because even if you don't flare at the end, although it's not gonna feel great when you land, you're gonna survive it. I've only not had line twist once. <laughs> so. It's just it's a, it's a such a cool. You're not in an airplane where you're looking out a window and you can only see this. Mm-hmm. You. <laughs> it's 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 unlike Actually, anything. The coolest thing I ever remembered about my first jump was how fast the plane goes away from you. Yeah, oh yeah, because <laughs> you're holding on to it, right? Mm-hmm. And the the plane's going about 120 knots. So as soon as you let go, that plane's going 120 miles away from you. You're going 120 miles an hour south. So right, 240 mile an hour leaving each other yeah. immediately. Like, and if you're the first person out the door and the second person is five minutes behind you. You're real alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. real alone. That's why you can feeling. jump all together. It's not going to hurt. I'm assuming you have drop points. Mm-hmm. Okay. Usually, like these bigger places, they have like a big bullseye spray painted. Yeah. Or It's usually the airport. Right. This is a little airport. Um, the one that, that's here local. Mm-hmm. Good drop nick and real foot. You know, it's a fairly easy, fairly easy for you to see. And then you just got to get close. Yeah. Your, your, your first few, I mean, there's those like the jump teams that can land on a quarter. Right, I'm not that good. I'm not, but <laughs> you can just get close. That's it. And as long as it's not windy, because when you land, if your chute gets away from you, that's now, not fun. Now is, it, is is your chute hard to steer? No, not at all. And you land into the wind, that slows you down. So yeah, no, it's you grab the. They're called risers. Mm-hmm. You grab your risers and you pull down left or right. And that's the way you turn. Like you can turn that sucker, you know, with your body perpendicular to the ground or parallel to the ground, and you're 90 degrees sideways. I've done it done 720 spins in them you don't you don't even really get a lot of g-force it's just kind of neat you feel it yeah but it's truly it's probably one of the most peaceful things i've ever done in my life it feels like that swing that are at carnivals you know no. the big oh, yeah. no, when you're spinning oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah where you're not it's not 
pulling you, you just feel the into the seat. Pressure. You can just sort of right. You just kind of glide with it a little bit. You feel a little pressure between your legs. And as long as as long as your strap coming here is in the right place, it's a comfortable. Yeah, ride, you man. don't want that in the wrong place. It's a so, comfortable ride. So how is how how long is that? You know, for, from, like from, once shoot from, opens from fall to land. Ten, ten minutes maybe. No, from the time your shoot opens till the time you land. Uh, I'm gonna say probably two minutes. Oh, I bet it's longer than that. No, not not on a static line jump. If you're gonna, maybe you're not. jumping at 3,500. You're you're on the ground in two to three. It's it's not long at all. It also depends Man. on the size of your shoot. The bigger the shoot, the more you're gonna kind of glide. Yeah. Um, softer landings. But I know a guy that was running. I don't remember how many square feet it was. The dude did basically, he was a uh, competition jumper, civilian. And I swear, man, the guy had like a post-it over his head. It was like a doily. Mm-hmm. And he'd jump out and just, <clears throat> I mean, when he came in, he would flare and gain altitude yeah. on the landing. Like, that's yeah. how fast he came in. I've got this on video. I've got to yeah. find it. But yeah, he'd come in and he's just hauling butt down. And he go to flare, pull. He pull both risers down the flare, and that curves the shoot enough right. through the air cells so you can slow down and pick up. He would gain about ten feet and have to flare a second time. It's like, oh, dude, don't, my ankles hurt just watching that. <laughs> don't don't flare too soon because you'll drop faster like than rock. than the shoot would. If you just would have coasted the ground and never flared, mm. you would be moving slower than if you flare early mm-hmm. and you come down. Yeah. You're going to get on this. And usually most of these schools now, they, you've got a radio on you, yeah. and they're going to tell you when to flare, tell you when to turn. Well, you're just going to follow instructions. That's why I don't think it's a bad thing, because it, even if you do a tandem jump, your first jump, you're still taking the pre-jump class. Mm-hmm. You're still learning all these things. Now, you're not going to apply them because you're not controlling anything, but you're going to understand what the person is doing and feel them do that. Mm-hmm. I hope it's not obvious. Then uh, I am just a wee bit nervous. Oh, you'll be fine. Are you afraid of heights? No. No. You're fine. Nobody has ever just died the, from jumping out of a plane. You know, ever. Ju- just the just the initial thought of what could go wrong. Nobody has ever died from jumping out of a plane. Not one. Not a single person. It's the unexpected really? landing. It's that sudden stop at the bottom. Wow. Hmm. Stay out of the power lines. Stay out of the water. You'll be fine. Stay yeah. out of the trees, too. The trees hurt. I bet. I don't know how, but you ever watch the videos of the guys that, like, they go to a uh, flare and they slam into the side of a truck? Yeah. Or a hay bale? Ooh. Like, how do you find the only truck within <laughs> a five-mile radius? I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> it's a blast, though. It's something that, I mean, me and Patrick have been talking about this for a year now. About, I mean, the grand illusion, the, not illusion, but the grand scheme. <laughs> it's of, a delusion. <laughs> of, of the Icy Tech jump team. But, yes. but just jumping is something that we've talked about it long if enough. If anybody would like to sponsor the Icy Tech yeah. jump team, we'll change it to your company name on the shoot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. I got some friends that still jump with the Golden Knights. So that's cool. I'm excited, but I am nervous. Only because it's my first time. Now I'm, I'm sure that after you know the first few, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, we told him there was a shoot. <laughs> I'll shake it. But, yeah, we'll you know, make, and, and we'll you, make Nick pack his own shoot. No, <laughs> look, man. At a certain point, you're gonna want to. 
Like once you understand how to do it, you're going to want to do it. It's just like, do you know how? No, not anymore. Oh, okay. No. And even, even when I was being taught, I no, I've, I've never, is it hard? No. Dad said, don't walk across the road. You're shooting your arm. What? what? <laughs> it's just it's sort of like the oil change idea. If you have the ability yeah. to do your own oil change, do it because you know you did it right. Mm-hmm. You know that you took that that the O-ring from the last oil filter isn't still, you know what I mean? Right. That's the same, you know, sort of mentality of packing your own chute. Now I I'm not doing that. No, I'm I'm using a rigger. Right. <laughs> That's what they do until I get certified. And I don't I wa- even want to be certified. And I want their fingers to be super calloused. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. That's they're, a belt. I'm when they're doing this, I'm wearing a rigger belt right now. This is, this is a good sign. Yeah, but there's look. If you're nervous now, just wait till you get ready to jump, and I grab your rig and go, man, what's wrong with this? this <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely gonna have to uh, use the bathroom before I. Before but that's I the beauty part. When you do it in the jump, people just think it's raining. Yeah. N- no. <laughs> No. <laughs> so I'm going to tell this story as absolutely PC as I can. And PG. PG, that's what I wanted. Not PC. I'm, whatever. <laughs> I don't care about PC. So when I watched my dad jump that first time, unknowing to him or to us, um, <laughs> I, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm making up the day. I think it was a Tuesday morning that he jumped. The, <laughs> the early morning jumps were done by a group. A club came out there every Tuesday morning, and they were the nude jump team. Oh, wow. The nude jump team. My dad didn't know that. We didn't know that. First people we see landing didn't in the field. Didn't you say it was cold? Oh, no, that was your jump. <laughs> I don't want to do a nude jump. No. Ooh. I don't want to do it warm. Can you imagine that strap in the wrong position then? It'll be called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for sure. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. But that's an absolute true story. Ask my dad next time you see him. Yeah. Like, no. No, that's just ever, wrong. Do you ever fear that on the way down you're going to, like, smack a couple of birds? No. You're not moving. I mean. You know, honestly, what I get more worried about when I jumped in small places? Uh, um, Like, Deland, Florida. That's kind of west-ish of Daytona Beach. I can't remember if it's northwest or southwest or due west. But anyways, it's one of the jump capitals of the U.S. Mm. And the biggest risk is hitting another plane. Because mm. there is a small field. Yeah. So, when you're a pilot flying, um, you'll hear a call of the radio, and it's usually the Unicom for that airport, which is their local frequency, and you'll hear, you know, aircraft identification number, they'll state it, and they'll say, um, have jumpers heading out in five minutes, from three minutes, and mm-hmm. a two-minute warning. Okay, jumpers out, jumpers away, jumpers below, at and below 5,000 feet. You know, you just kind of know. Mm-hmm. Hey, that plane just had people jump. But even recently, somebody got hit by a plane um, and killed not too long ago. I, I believe it was there. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they look, that's that's the biggest thing is you're still at an active airport and you're usually going to land at an airport. And I don't know. This is an airport, right? The little local place. But I think it is specifically just skydiving. Just for jumping. I so yeah, I mean, that's jumping. That's different. But if I it's could a be, public airport. I could airport, be wrong. But, yeah, but if it was like Carroll County Airport here, right. that's still an active airport. So they could drop, you know, drop you at if you're static, 35, 4500, and then if it was free fall you're at 13,000. But dude, there could be somebody that's talking to Memphis Center, right? You know, an mm-hmm. air, like a jet right. coming in and he's 
switching to Unicom, but you've already jumped. Right. Watch out for the citation. <laughs> it might yeah. hit you. You know. Yeah. It, 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 it's look. It's like anything. Pay attention to what you're doing. Follow the rules. Be safe. Listen. You'll be fine. Now, is it hard to breathe on no, the way down? No. No. Not what we with what we're gonna do. No. Okay. Because you know, like I mean, you go down the road and stick your face out the window. It's you're, kinda, not, you're it, not moving that fast. No. It's kind of hard to breathe. You're not going 50 miles an hour, especially in a dropping. Oh, free falling? Yeah, Nick, that's yeah. a long way down the road. Like, I mean, from where you where we all are going to start again? Yeah, we'll do static. Look, even then, you're you're gonna be, you'll breathe just fine. Seriously, in in <laughs> the higher up you are, the less dense air is, anyways. You're not even going to think about breathing. Like, you'll take a couple breaths just naturally, but you'll be more focused on what you're doing. You won't even notice it. Yeah. And for every thousand, I think it was every thousand feet, it temperature drops two degrees Celsius. So mm. when you jump in the wintertime, granted, I was doing a static line, so it wasn't horrible, but the ground was frozen. It was cold. My my dad was there. He's messaging me now and going, only only person died. They crossed the road with their shoot under their arm. That's what he was saying. Mm. Uh. But I know that wasn't true because I remember in the ground school, they said somebody got caught in power lines. Um, somebody had landed in kind of like a swampy area that was like a mud bog, mm-hmm. you know, just straight up not listening to what you're told to do. And yeah. look, if you were the type of person not following instructions, we would not take you. If you were also the type of person not following instructions, we'd probably take you. <laughs> just because, you know, <laughs> there'll be a position opening for a sound engineer on Back to the Lodge starting <laughs> I follow directions. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Matt? I'm looking up that one close to here. Mm. I'm totally down. Yeah, I'll push Nick. It'll be fun. I don't want. I'm not going to plug their name on here, but I'm pulling up their website. Hey, if it all works out, we'll give them a plug. It's a nice website. Learn to solo. Experience, experience jumpers. That is not an aeroplane. Nope, that would be a helicopter. That'd be a helicopter. I've never jumped out of a helicopter. I've repelled out of them. I don't think I'd want to jump out of a helicopter. It's just, no. Especially a static line. My goodness. Can you imagine how many line twists you'd have jumping out of a helicopter? I'm not doing it. Do you have any interest in going to space? I did. Did you? Yeah. I hear that the training for that, what you have to go through physically, is mm-hmm. awful. Well, it's not like that, but most... See, here's the thing. So I went to school for aviation. Yeah. And we have astronauts that graduated from our university. Um, they do do AFF. Sweet. And then I'm in. Find out if there's a price menu. It says, once you begin, you can complete one jump every 30 days to remain current, but you can do it as fast as you want. They have people that can do it in the same so day or on a long weekend. So you have to do one every 30 days to stay current. To stay current. Well, oh. yeah. Mm. What do you do about it in the wintertime? Yeah. <laughs> After completing one jump every 30 days to remain current, if you go beyond this, you must complete a jump under the supervision of an instructor before jumping solo again. Wow. 30 days is not very long. Therefore, most jumpers begin working on their A license. You are eligible after 25 jumps. Yeah. You have to do a few jumps with the ASPA coach. Okay. I don't so that's see... So that's for AFF or no? That's for Class A. AFS. I'm guessing there's another class above that. Well, I mean, D is your static line. It just means you've done the ground school and a jump. That was the first one I had. Now I'm just looking for pricing. I think that certificate's dated like 96 or 97. Were you born yet, Nick? 
When's that? When were you born? What year? 94. Yeah, you were three when I jumped out of a plane. <laughs> Let's see. 26. You're... Are you 39? Mm-hmm, thank you. Okay. Appreciate that. Are you not? <laughs> mm, I was wrong with uh, the pricing. Their, their tandem is $239, but it does come with a video. Now I'm throwing stuff at you. All right, we got about 20 minutes left. <laughs> Let's do a giveaway. Yeah. Want, want to win a Back to the Lodge shirt? Give us a call. We'll take the third caller at 866-708-FARM. That's 866-708-3276. Third caller wins a Back to the Lodge t-shirt. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Back to the Lodge on 100.9 The Farm. <laughs> This moment was brought to you by Higdon Outdoors, a leader in the waterfowl industry for over 25 years. Check us out at HigdonOutdoors.com. Higdon Outdoors has been helping waterfowl hunters make the most of their time in the field for over 25 years. We are a family-owned company and we're proud to serve duck and goose hunters just like you. We make high-quality, innovative decoys and hunting products that you can afford helping you focus on what's really important. Check us out at HigdonOutdoors.com. Innovation. Quality. Customer service. That's Higdon Outdoors. Get real. Get Higdon. Usually right about now, we'd be playing some music, but due to restrictions and copyrights, we can't allow music to play. So if you'd like to hear music in between breaks, tune in every Wednesday evening from 6 to 9 p.m. Central and hear us live at backtothelodge.com. Click the Listen Now button and you'll be back to the lodge. This country was born to believe in something larger than itself, a belief that the citizens within it could accomplish anything. From defeating an empire to sending a man to the moon, we built cities, formed the land, and through this an original spirit was born. It has forged friendships, been celebrated, and at times been the cause of debate. We might not always agree, but there is one thing we can all agree on. Love of country and love of a fine bourbon. America Bourbon. Vet owned and made proudly in the USA. Available nationwide at most leading retailers and at AmericaBourbon.com. 100 point on the farm. Back to the lodge. So if you're just tuning in with us, we had the UK Bassmaster or the Collegiate Bassmaster coach, Tommy Hall, and his wife, Karen, on the show. So if you want to go back and catch their interview, check us out on backtothelodge.com or your favorite podcast platform, whether it be Spotify, Amazon, Google, iTunes, or all of the above. YouTube. YouTube. Well, we haven't been doing YouTube. Oh, we haven't? No. Okay. We should. I don't know. We're going to need to. We're going to have to do something well, kind of creative for, for stage two of this. I think we'll start doing the sneak peeks on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't want to make that the sole platform, because I, I I could see YouTube turning into another pay-to-play pl- platform. And then it's like, oh, you want to get views, and you got to pay, pay, pay. Sure, pay, but pay, it, is, it is the easiest way to monetize. <clears throat> Not that that's our goal is, here. But we also but... have partners, affiliates, and sponsors. And technically, you can't upload to YouTube if you're under that platform. It's in their terms and conditions. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I got a message that said the audio was perfect. Good. It's because I did it this time. Good. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you okay? 
Yeah, I was just laughing at it. That was your laugh? Yeah. Dude, I heard that all the way over here. Every time he cracks his neck, like a small dog dies. Ooh, I've, killed, I've killed a lot of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, I look, it, something about, okay, I can't stand my eyes being touched or my mouth, like my teeth. Paranoid. Just don't like my teeth or eyes touched. Who's touching your teeth? Like other dentist, than a dentist. Or, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh. Like a dentist or, or uh, an eye doctor. Yeah. <laughs> or me. I'm going to kick you out of that chair. <laughs> see, I'm the same thing with my eyes and my feet. But see, as soon as he cracks yeah. his neck, I get that same feeling. Like chills, goosebumps down see, my spine. But the amount of up. relief it gives me. Mine is my nose. You pick your nose all the time. Right, but I'm touching it. <laughs> who else touches your nose? <laughs> Yeah, who puts anything up your What's nose? What's going on? Where's Tanea? What? Hey, you want to announce the winner? Oh, my bad. Stacy. Yeah, Stacy from Dyersburg. That's right. Way to go, Stacy. The back to launch t-shirt. So, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Good call. So, anyways, who, who's putting things up your nose, Nick? Um... So Don't any, look at me. So, it's not me. So anyway, uh, no, I'm kidding. No one, but, you know, uh, just like, just for instance, like uh, this past weekend, the Halloween thing where I had to put on makeup and stuff, you know, I didn't like Tanea touching my nose trying to put the makeup on it. I'm not going to go there. Before I forget, because this came up. Happy birthday, Nick. Oh, that's not it? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> You need to, I already told you this, you need to finish your demo on YouTube that the song wasn't completely uploaded. Oh, okay. Because New York, New York Casino would like to listen to it. That still will go. Are you serious? Yeah, I talked to her Friday. We talked to her Saturday. Saturday is when she called me. Mm-hmm. We were at my house, right? Yeah, yeah we, we talked Saturday. to her Saturday morning. Swear to God. So you need to get your demo done. Okay. You have homework. Um, so you can go play Vegas. Well, the thing... Okay. I'm more than happy to do that. Um, is, there, but, is there... No, there's no but. No, no, no. I was going to say, but in the meantime, uh, can I send you that MP3 to send to her? While, that, while I try to get the video going to see your pretty face. Who needs to? We'll also send her a picture of Nick on a stick. It'll make perfect sense. Yep, that's what we'll just send. Nick on a stick. Yeah, I mean... No. You don't want to do that? No. Okay. You need to fix it regardless. Shit. Oh, I will. What did you say? I said, no, I will. Before that. I don't... Oh, I thought an S-bomb slipped out. No. <laughs> did it? No. No, no, no. You can pay the fine. Surely to goodness not. No, it didn't. No. Oh. Trying to scare me, man. <laughs> We're just practicing for your first jump. Mm. So you got something in the works for next week? What in the heck is going on? That Harley. would be a loud vehicle. Harley. Yeah, it's that Harley. He's probably listening to the show. So hey, what's up? I'm gonna drive by. <laughs> um, for next week, I think we're gonna try to venture north. Or do I have somebody else? No. I can't look at my calendar. It's up there. No, I'm Veterans Day. I think we need to go north. I think that would be the most appropriate. Yeah. How far of a drive is that? You want to take a peek? 
Because I think what we'll have to do is as soon as Nick gets done off work in the morning, we'll have to drive up there and then drive back that night. Seven hours probably. Where's this at? Cincinnati. Never been, so I don't know how how far um, that drive is. I'm going to guess six or seven. I'm going to guess seven. Yeah. Oh, it's not that bad. Five and a half. Oh, wow. It's probably because of the time zone difference. Right through Louisville. This this is just this is just telling me it's only three hundred eighty six miles, so it's five and a half hours. Hey Nick, how do you say the capital of Kentucky? Louisville or Louisville? Louisville, Frankfurt. (laughs) Dummy. What? Frankfurt. (laughs) You said. He said how do you? It wasn't the (laughs) (laughs) dad joke. Wow. (laughs) That's got me before, but I've heard him and other people say it enough here recently. Yeah. He gets to hear my dad jokes all the time. Yeah. They're super fun. Well, you are dad, so. Yeah. I have the dad bod for sure. I'm not so proud of that. You are definitely rocking the dad bod. Remember we said once we get in. You aren't far off and you don't even have a kid. (laughs) Remember we said once we had the new shop like up and running, we were working there, we were going to start back at the gym. I'm ready. Okay. I want to go now? No. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Maybe next week. Memberships. It's always going to be next week. If next week never comes, it's not. Mm. And it's eight fifty-seven. Thank God. I guess it's. Is it time? Yep, it's time. It's time. Huh. So we're out of time, but live from West Tennessee. I'm Patrick. I'm still Matt. I'm Nick, and we're out at Back to the Lodge. As always, oh, I totally screwed this up tonight. I did it again two weeks in a row. As always, ask yourself, what are you grateful for? Live from West Tennessee, back to Lodge on 100.9 WEIO True Country, The Farm. We'll see you next week. Take care. Hey, everybody. Nick here from Back to the Lodge. If you like the show, if you like the content, subscribe to us, follow us, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And hey, if you want to listen to us live, don't forget to tune in each Wednesday night from 6 to 9 p.m. Central Time. You can go back to thelodge.com, click the Listen Now button, and you'll be listening live. But until next time, we'll see you when we head back to the Lodge.